guess. Hello world, huh? <laughs> oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? Light the candle! What? Well, I thought Poulter was number two in the world. <laughs> um. <laughs> Expect anything different? All possible, Garrett. Yes, it is, Frank. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and how about the wry smile on Tiger's face? What's happening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the SRP, episode 68. I'm Simo, joined by my two co-hosts for the, seems like the first time in a while, fellas, that the three are back together. Gibber, Ricks, what's happening, boys? Not much, fellas. Yeah, sorry, I've been uh, a bit MIA lately. Been grinding it out. Uh, Gibber's a tax accountant in another career, so he's been grinding out through the end of April 30 here. But back with the boys, happy to be here, and uh, look at that fresh cut on SEMO. We should just take a moment and just, just reminisce on that. Oh, that homemade a, cut. That's a six fade right there. Looking, that's a six fade. Looking a little bit like Josh Donaldson, if you ask me. I'm going to give Michelle, a little Michelle did this. Michelle wow. did this cut. Yeah. yeah that's tight. Michelle that's a not, tight. A woman of many talents. Uh, wow. That's, that's, that's a fade. That's got everything to it. Good job. Not but not Rick's, you know, What's up, buddy? Little little golf clap for being done uh, tax season giver. Yeah, nice work, buddy. <laughs> it was, a, was grind a grind for not only you but for us trying to read your text messages at two a.m. in the morning being sent through. Um, I don't know if I've said on the podcast, but boys, I'm getting ready to move into my house at the end of this month. I bought a house. Uh, I don't think I've uh, let our listeners big ups, know. Big ups. Big ups. Uh, I mean, there's a golf room planned. I need a perfect practice to go in my living room. So get those little uh, drinking games going. Um, yeah, we'll see how that goes, but that's uh, been taking up most of my time lately, uh, mm-hmm. as well as, uh, yeah, just itching at the bit. Weather's starting to get okay. Um, snow's all gone here in Thunder Bay, so, uh, uh, I mean, two more weeks till the gun goes off and we're able to play some golf. Absolutely, and for, for those of the listeners, yeah, absolutely, uh, congrats on the house, Ricks. Um, but for the listeners, the tipping point for Ricks in buying this house, he was back and forth, back and forth. And finally, the the owner of the house kicked in two cases of PBR, and he said, "Fuck, I'm in, baby." I'm an OV guy, Gibber. You know that. <laughs> oh, the, um, the one picture you sent me, there's uh, just two two cases. I think uh, PBR sitting on top. There of the was. Dresser. It was a beauty picture. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, "That's classic Thunder Bay real estate uh, <laughs> listing for sure." <laughs> they don't. They don't even put away the cold ones, eh? I also opened up a cupboard in there, and there's like 14 bongs. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> you gotta even try and hide them. <laughs> oh, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, so that was uh, that was an interesting experience, it's, and it's also super easy to like buy a house. Whoever tells you otherwise, like, is is wrong. I had uh, I had like literally twenty minutes in my viewing because they're currently it's like a family from BC or something like that. They're currently renting it out, so like the way the renter stipulation works, like you only have so much time. I went in there like literally once around the house. The offer had to be within forty five minutes. Boom, done, just like that. I've been trying to buy a house for two years, and that's how it happened. Yeah, I was about to say, Rick says it's super easy to buy a house. He's been looking for two years. Well, once <laughs> I committed, and once I committed, and I the, my offer was accepted, everything was just like it's like just so streamlined. You know what I mean? I, I'm telling you, every other house you went, they weren't gonna kick in the two cases of beer that were left over from the last renter. So they, those they were there. left over. He's still living in there. <laughs> He's gonna drink those. Those probably. will for sure be gone. Yeah, yeah, no those chance. are probably gone by now. But yeah. the moment we're talking. That's fantastic. Uh, that's all good. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's it. You guys are getting some new clubs starting to roll in. I saw that some pictures of those. Yeah, Gibber's, ha- Gibber's got my clubs in. I love it. Yeah. So, so listen to this. Let me let me tell this story for you. So, I ordered my clubs probably six weeks before Simo. 
So apparently mine, I'm an idiot and ordered uh, more customized shafts than SEMO. So I get the text from my old man, hey, clubs are in. So I'm thinking, oh man, done tax season. I'm going to get my new clubs. Just built a net in the backyard and we'd be able to hit some hit some nugs in the backyard with the new new clubs. Get there, I open up the box and I'm like, that these ain't mine. And he goes, what do you mean they're not yours? And I'm like, well, I didn't order those ones. And he, he looks at the invoice and goes, oh, they're for calling. I'm like, you have yeah. got to be kidding me. And so God. here I'm. Strixon knows their priorities. Yeah. I've been waiting and waiting <laughs> and waiting. And I, I have two two wedges in, but none of the woods, none of the irons. That was like Christmas. Like, you know, when you think, oh, my God, like, you know, Santa Santa came, you run downstairs and it's not for you. That was the the exact feeling I got. So now I'm holding CMO's clubs hostage until mine come in. He's not allowed to come. You know, we're in lockdown. <laughs> nope, nope, you're not allowed to come, CMO. And and That's we're gonna be said. as a we're gonna be as a team, like as a podcast team, getting a, a flight scope Mevo. So Gibber's gonna be able to once he gets the clubs in his backyard, be able to swing the sticks, and we'll uh, we'll get some specs from the boys. So over some on specs our specs or some numbers, some numbers. We'll specs. go with some numbers. Yeah, the specs are the yeah i play standard shafts <laughs> uh, standard lie well, that's i don't even know what shafts i'm playing <laughs> i need the yeah, specs i got them right here um but uh so over under on how many degrees left uh the amiibo is going to tell me the first five swings like the club path or face angle face everything <laughs> oh, it'll be a couple to start the year but you'll get that thing strained though that's fine yeah it'll you'll be all right I, I was a little, it's funny, I've been hitting a couple of balls, I'm like, wow, like it feels great, but this could be going anywhere right now. <laughs> and that's the trouble when you can't see the flight too. Like I, I got set up so I can see like the first like 15 feet. Um, any more than that, then I risk hitting the seven iron over top of the net, and that'd just be a little risky for the folks on the street in the houses behind me. Um, but yeah, super excited for that. But let, let me tell you a quick story about the net too. So, <laughs> so built the net, everything, you know, built the net is awesome. Uh, everything's ready to go. Um, then Ontario, where we are, we got a snowstorm. So I'm like, okay, I got you know, I got, I'll take the net down a little bit. But being the smart fella I am, uh, instead of putting the the net side down, I left the net up. So snow as it falls just piles on the top and doesn't okay, the net sorry, just the net break away. Up. What do you? What was that? What did so you when mean? you I, I hit into a net, there's one side that's open, but it stands up and it's 10 feet tall, right? So you think when you're gonna put it down you should put the, the net you're hitting into like along the ground so the snow is just going to fall in. Yeah. I put it so it was like a cage and snow just <laughs> fell on top of it. Uh, it was it was in a moment of hurry. Oh. <laughs> so then I had to go back to the drawing board and fix the net. Uh, so I hit oh. Amazon, ordered a bunch of new stuff, and, oh, and we got her man. built again though. So it was it was a process, but we're flying now, and uh, it's been nice. You know, I haven't been able to do anything in Ontario, obviously, but get to go out there and whack some nugs in the backyard and uh, all the dog wants to do is play fetch every time and thinks it's a game for him. So trying to teach him how to go retrieve the balls for me has been uh, been a bit of a test, but it's it's awesome to have it. So get some videos up there for you for sure. There we go. Golf did season my, is upon us. See, yeah, do you guys see my random show notes? I forgot to delete it, but I'm just going to read it off anyway. That Jesus uh, Lazardo, the pitcher for the Oakland Athletics, broke his hand playing that. video games. <laughs> how does that happen? Do you guys play video games? I, I don't. I used nope. to be a big video. I used to I used to rip Chell back in the day, and okay. uh, a, and also Call guy. of Duty. Same here. Yeah. I was yeah. so those two were were definitely my games, and I could definitely see uh, playing how you could get frustrated. Not enough to break a hand. He's um, a pitcher. 
yeah that's rough uh no i'm not i'm definitely not a video game guy uh i think the last video games i played i think i still had maybe ps2 the moment they they moved in like the this the toggle switches i was a big ps1 guy when it was you know square triangle circle and x i'm pretty uh, sure a good ps <laughs> controller still has that you're talking about like super nintendo but like no like in you have like you now you have to skate with the guy and you can't just move him with the oh you're talking about specifically nhl oh yeah okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no and then any of the other (laughs) games those are beyond the it guy that's not not for giver what's your favorite all-time video game let's say n64 Ooh, you gotta go mark how can you not go mario easy mario kart yeah mario kart's the easy answer but like i'm a huge mario party guy for some reason those mini games are awesome but it, yeah, I guess so Mario Kart's still the Mario answer. Kart. What was your uh, favorite video game of all time? Most memorable. One that stands uh, out. For me, uh, GoldenEye. James Bond, GoldenEye. Okay. That's the one that, like, when I was like, probably grade 7, I'm guessing. Yeah. 7 or 8. Um, I remember going through those levels and trying to beat the double O agents and stuff. That's probably the most memorable. It's probably unplayable now because it looks like you're a little square walking around with a gun. <laughs> and, like, it was you probably so can't cool see then, what's though. happening. But yeah. back then, it was that was the cream of the crop. I'm gonna go for me. NHL hits. It was, it was probably year? the worst video game ever. Probably like '99 or something stupid. Okay. Um, I, w- I think it was probably still on like maybe the first generation of the the PlayStation Two. Uh, either that or Tony Hawk. I, I played a lot of Tony oh, Hawk. Yeah. I was a pro skater too, guy. Yeah. What was what was called? Were you uh, uh, Lee Trevino's fighting golf? Like yeah, that? that was it. Number one. Uh, no, I was a NHL '09. I gamed that so hard in 09. Uh, I got the top 100 in the world online gaming. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's gamed impressive. Really hard. Uh, did nothing else but gamed <laughs> hours upon hours in the basement, just ripping chill. That was the game for me. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure when I went to university, Gibber, you would have came to our house maybe in Thorold there or something like that. I don't think NHL 08 shut off throughout the whole year between our, our house. <laughs> Like I think it, they had like the Easter eggs and like you know they had like the four intro songs that played all the time. That like was constantly playing at all hours of the day. It doesn't matter if it's like at five in the morning. You could hear that NH. I could still hear like the song that played. Yeah. It never cool. shut off. Uh, roommates that were good. nocturnal and they just they just loved it. I didn't hate uh, Tiger Woods PGA Tour. I probably two thousand two thousand one when they first got the Tiger Vision going. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. But like math, I I so I played up uh, played video games up until like probably I was done university. Tiger Woods Masters moments like that. I think it was twenty twenty eleven or something like that came out or something. So you like got to play Augusta National for the first time. I used to, I love that game as well. Cool. I'm trying to think, that's probably those are probably the the, the standout ones. To me. I can't think of anything else. Caught. Yeah, I was did. a Black Ops guy. Same here. Yeah. I was any any like gun shooting game. I could never figure out. I was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was that one guy, like, just getting killed, like, every 30 seconds. It was brutal. I, I will say this. Like, if this, like, uh, lockdown and stuff continues, I think I'm going to pull the trigger on a system and, and start gaming with some of my buddies just for the social aspect. Yeah, get online, throw the you headset I mean? on like Gibber. Yeah, like, like Gibber looks gonna... like he streams video games right now. With the yeah, get he just takes a break to podcast in between matches. <laughs> in between Warzone matches. Yeah. Hey, they always say look good, feel good, play good. So as long as I got all the stuff, I should be pretty good at it, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So the pitcher, yeah, the pitcher Twitch. broke his hand. If I'm playing video games, I hope I never break a bone doing it. Yeah. My my uh, my goal will be 
to do the exact opposite. Uh, let's get to the Valspar. Might as well, eh? Or do you guys have a just the tip for today? Okay, well, you got to give us a give us a little scenario on just the tip. Oh, okay. Okay, because we're on episode sixty-eight. If you guys didn't know this, my, my I, would, I want to see the on next week's episode just the tip. That's, <laughs> <good>. <laughs> That's actually pretty funny, Gibber. <laughs> I never thought about that. Um, I. Uh, yeah, we're on 68, actually, at my lowest rounds on a golf course. I don't know if you guys know this. I've shot 68 like four times. Never shot 67. So that's my, it. it's my lowest 18-hole yeah. score, uh, period. Have never gone past it. Only twice it's been on a par 72. The other ones were on 71s. Um, so, and you guys have gone a lot lower than me, but I remember on hole 17 and 18, and this isn't going to be my just the tip. This is going to be actually yours. When you're playing those really low goal, like those really low rounds, you kind of know you just have it going. What are your swing thoughts when you get a little bit more tension? You start thinking about like, okay, if I birdie this or par this, this is going to be my result. See, my, my only thought when I get her going is if I start thinking about it, it has to be pedal to the metal and just keep trying to make as many birdies as possible. If I, you know... I find for me it's more of a grind if I'm trying to get it in the house, you know, keep it around 76, 77, keep it respectable. <laughs> that that I get more in my head where the swing th- uh, swing thoughts start rolling through. But if I get three, four under, I'm thinking, okay, maybe today's the day. Let's try to keep it going, make as many birds as possible. Um, and it, the moment I put something, any sort of tension in my head about, you know, okay, try to change the game plan, game plan and guide it around that's when the, you hop on the bogey train and, and you blow it for sure so I, I to the extent i can keep that out of my head keep the swing loose and for me it's the same swing th- thoughts every time you know put the hands on and hopefully it hooks 20 to 30 yards if i find it hit the next one make it okay. <laughs> i'm right I'm, you know what i'm right along i the was same more looking yeah i was more looking for like a swing thought off the tee not okay. like your game plan well, I mean, my swing thought isn't going to change. If, if that, that's my yeah. answer, I try. I, I'm like Gibber. You got to stay when you're trying to play well. You got to stay aggressive. The minute you start like, okay, I got to try to like guide this one to keep it in the fairway. Just aim where you want to aim and let it rip. Do what you did on the the third hole. Try to do it on the seventeenth hole. I know sometimes it's tricky, um, but just see how low you can go. I think if yeah. you have that mentality, you're good to go. And the, the way I look at it, right? If I'm five under on seventeen t. I'm five under through 16 holes. Why would I put a different swing thought in on 17 than I had on number one? You're, right? I, sorry, you're kind of missing the boat on like, ah, I, maybe it was my bad trying to describe the situation. Like, <laughs> I get that you're not trying to change anything because you're playing well. I understand that. What are you trying so, to say? What, what swing thought do you want me to? Like, like don't, so what, don't you hear like when, well, you, No, like when you hear PGA Tour players, they say it's like really hard to like gain that extra gear. Like Justin Thomas would be a guy that like when he gets low, he keeps going low. So like lots of players peak out. How do like let's like say for Colin when he's nine under on a golf course? How do you keep going? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, that I mean my matter. answer wouldn't. Well, change. I miss, missed the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys aren't trying to change anything. Like you're still trying to make birdies. Yeah. Okay, let's get into the valve. I like it. Let's go into the valve. Gibber's the guy. Just just keep playing golf. Okay. <laughs> so we started number one. I have the same same swing uh, swing thought. I have, hey, there you go, Mac Hughes. You're gonna listen to that one and grind me again. On that's a tough one. Say that one. Swing thought. It's a tough one. Um, but same 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 thought process for sure. But yeah, Valspar. What a winner, Kari's boy. Yeah, I will mention. Uh, love Sam Burns. Watch zero coverage. So I'm gonna have absolutely nothing to talk about in terms of coming down the stretch. But I will say Sam Burns has been knocking on the door for a while. 
good to see him close one out. That guy has got a ton of game. Got a good looking body too. Strong, athletic looking, much like a, like a Brooks Kepka kind of guy. He's someone like when I look at like he's someone where he he continues to grow. He's gonna he's gonna be contending in major championships for sure. He's got that type of game. We saw him contend earlier at Riviera. I think he's had three fifty hole uh, four hole leads uh, heading into a, a Sunday at the, on the PGA Tour. Hasn't closed any out unfortunately. Had the solo third at the Riv. Um, really strong player. Um, so mostly predominantly cuts the ball, which is like someone uh, someone let's say that cuts the ball naturally that wants to draw it like look at a guy like sam burns kind of works with what he has has mastered that shot um innisbrook played very very difficult this week i mean don't let the scores fool you there's uh i think he finished at 17 keegan was maybe 14 there's a couple 13s uh that was playing firm hard and fast and like some of those fairways play so narrow if you can only shape the ball one way and which we talked about i bet you 95 percent of pga tour players try to shape the ball one way off the tee um once it got firm, bir- uh, birdies became really hard to get. A um, couple notable things on the tournament, like Sam Burns had a chance to go for, I think, hole... I stopped watching on hole... I think once Keegan hit in the water and I knew Sam Burns was kind of going to walk away with it, I stopped watching. But he laid up on a par 5 where he had the opportunity to go for it. His caddy said, I don't like you hitting this club at all. I think it's better if we laid up. And he did. I thought that showed a lot of discipline and a ca- kind of a cool inside look on how much a caddy can influence a player. And... Uh, and how about, oh, I don't know, I know you didn't watch call, but Keegan Bradley just flare boyed one out. To, like, I saw cost that. I saw the flare boy. They're yeah. like, oh, I must have, uh, what did they say? Oh, like, he probably had the wrong club. I'm like, oh, no, when you add 10 degrees of loft <laughs> yeah. to a six iron, it's going to it's gonna come up short, unfortunately. Yeah, that was, unfor- that was yeah. uh, really Keegan's only bad swing of the day, I would say, like really bad swing. Um He's so jittery and like leans so fast after he hits it. It's kind of hard to get a, a judge on him. But he, like T to green uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Keegan looked like it was his tournament to win. Uh, eventually kind of blew it. But uh, I thought it was a good event. Reed missed the cut. So that's a, always a thumbs up in my books. Yep. Yeah. What I picked him for a struggle. Facimo. Let's go. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. I, I, I followed halfway closely because I, I picked Joaquin uh, Neiman in another pool to win. And I just kind of threw it out randomly didn't do any research on that one and saw that he played his way into contention so i was a little disappointed to see a little plus one on uh on sunday but that guy i think is a stud and i think he just not too long he's gonna break through keep driving those lambos all around the place though i, I, I love that golf course it's so fun to watch mm-hmm. was, it 16, off was it 15 16 17 the snake pick snake pick oh my god jesus brutal today snake pit yeah. Uh, it's pit. 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Swing thought. Snake swing pit. Thought. Swing, swing thought. <laughs> I was the one with uh, Invisalign in my mouth. Hold <laughs> um, that's what. That's all I really have for the PGA Tour. We'll get to the Wells Fargo after we have our interview today. Um, but uh, Corn Ferry Tour, uh, a little SRP bump. We got Paul Barjon, um, New Caledonia native, which is... Uh, east of australia which i did not know before interviewing him um he notched the win there so that was kind of only a matter of time when we watched him on the canadian tour mckenzie tour um graduate the to the ranks to the corn ferry he he was struggling a little bit i remember mentioning to you guys like oh he's fighting a little bit we're not used to these kind of finishes boom notches a win it was in a three-man playoff he eagled the final hole to win in the third move Yeah. yeah deadly that's uh that's awesome to see him do well he's gonna be making the jump to the pga tour in no time Yep. 
I think that solidifies him in, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so he, he we'll definitely be seeing him on the PGA Tour. I so. think yeah. pretty close. I think he needs one more. Oh, no, that should put him through the top 25. Yeah. He's over 1,700 points now. No, he needs 12 more points. Okay. 12 more points, and he's pushed us through. Yeah, 1,688 points. So 1,700 is the magic number on the KFT. Once you get to that, it, you're pretty well in. So I think he makes one more cut. Uh, he secures his PGA Tour card. So Do you mean he, like, sorry, do you mean he's in the top 25? Or, like, at that point, when he gets that many points, he's automatically? Automatically in the top 25. He can't play okay. his way out of it. So it's, so that's it's when an he... inevitability because 12 points, yeah. I mean, what is that, a top 30 or something like that, top 25? Something like that. Oh, probably. I think if you make the cut, you probably get. Yeah, no, probably. I think he's. Yeah. I think he's in. Gibber, yeah. we needed you here last week, buddy. You could have helped us out with like us talk talking about Pendy getting tour bound. <laughs> we had no idea what to say. <laughs> you had no idea. You didn't read into that. Yeah, the seventeen hundred is the magic number, uh, in, in that top twenty five where they kind of said, you know, for the guys. I think every week you're seeing a couple guys get get to that number now. I think uh, yeah, Pendy was the first last week. Was David Lipsky? Uh, he got yeah, seventeen ten. Then bars will be next week, uh, hopping through, uh, securing that PGA Tour card. But yeah, I was, yeah, rattle. I couldn't be here last week to you know keep pumping Pendy's tires, but yeah, it's sweet for or him. to help us out to pump our tires up a little bit because they're <laughs> deflated in this conversation. <laughs> but yeah, so you'll see every week though. I think Corn Ferry's been doing a good job uh, as people secure their card. They do a quick video of them. Uh, I thought they'd probably leave Pendy off that list because uh, you know up until about two months ago he didn't even play in the Corn Ferry Tour if you asked them. Uh, even though he's in second place the whole way through, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, 1700. Okay, um, I'll uh, just do some cleanup notes here. Nick Hardy, T7, former guest, uh, also going to be a PGA Tour player very soon. Brandon Wu, who uh, who hasn't been on form lately, but he notched a top 10 also, tied uh, tied at that T7 number, and uh, it was really nice to see as our boy Stu Mack once Another shit himself nice on the golf course. Yeah. Top, <laughs> yeah. Uh, T16 finish there uh, in, in Huntsville, and we were—I uh, was pumped to see that one. I always uh, cheer for that guy because he was—he uh, was as fun as it comes when it came to interviewing him. Yeah, he no longer wears Fruit of the Loom. He's—he's uh, he's upgraded. So, and yeah. he does not wear beige pants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Middle the NCAA squirts—we call it those. Uh, all right. Anything else before we jump into the interview today, fellas? Oh yeah, your boy Weirzy. Yeah, okay. I was going to say, you got Weirsy and Santa Claus uh, coming down the stretch, battling it out. So, Cole, if you could just break down Weir's win on the Champions Tour, that'd be fantastic. And let us know how happy you are for him. That's great. Canadian say, icon, job. remember? Yep. Yeah. Nice once, uh, for our new listeners, once uh, completely snuffed Simo, he's supposed to play a hole with him on the at the Canadian Open as a junior. Mike Weir big-timed him, walked right past him. Did get to play a hole with Mike Weir. Snuffed. Simo, do you still have the NXT tour that you wanted him to sign or no? No, it was a noodle. It wasn't an NXT noodle. It was a it was a noodle long and soft. The OGs. Um, You just said NXT noodle. (laughs) (laughs) I think you meant tour. We're all struggling here today. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, nice work. Uh, Good showing by Daly though. Nice to see him back in the mix a little bit. Got the got the long beard. Like I said, looking like Santa. Back playing well. I'd love to see Daly out there, especially after the kind of the health issues that he's had. So mm-hmm. it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he said he wasn't shaving or cutting his uh, cutting his hair until all of his treatments were done. So 
Uh, yeah, he's looking identical to Santa Claus. I think it'd be funny with Loudmouth if they made him like uh, an outfit that looked like a Santa suit. It'd be <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> his like sound bites, like his videos when like I mean they're back in the day now, maybe like ten years ago, are off the charts. Like yeah. that, the warm up like, routine. Did you hear that one? Yeah, or like, like, I get to the range for twenty minutes, couple packs of cigs. Uh, <laughs> he's like couple diet cokes, and he's like sometimes I don't even go to the range. <laughs> Like, no one drinks more than me. No one smokes more than me. He's, like, just shit-faced on a cart. I think, like, yeah, he's ridiculous. Um, But, yeah, um, let's move on. Uh, LPGA Tour was in Singapore. So, unfortunately, LPGA Tour in Singapore just doesn't do me any favors as far as uh, catching any coverage. But uh, Hoi Yu Kim beat Hannah Green um, to win that event. Nice Nice little filler. Nice. There we go. Uh, all right, folks, let's jump into today's interview. We're sitting down with Austin Connolly, former European tour player. He's going to be back out there fighting some injuries. This is an awesome interview. We hope you enjoy. Uh, just before we jump in, uh, shout out to Triple Bogey, official beer of the SRP. Ingest it instead of writing it on your scorecard. And if you want to grab some rowback gear for the summer, lockdown's almost ending up here uh, in Ontario. If you're in the U.S., you're gaming all the time. Jealous. So grab some rowback gear. You can get it 15% off SRP special when you go to bit.ly forward slash rowback SRP. Uh, again, bit.ly forward slash rowback SRP. Thanks, Triple Bogey and Roback. And let's jump into today's interview with Austin Connolly. Mr. Huff, Mr. Giner is ready for your interview. Actually, we'll be interviewing as a team. We're here to fuck shit up. What is happening, everybody? Welcome back to another interview here on the SRP. Today, we have a very special guest. This man was once ranked fourth in the World Amateur Golf Rankings, uh, where he consistently stayed in the top in the top ten until his professional debut. He's won many. Uh, prestigious junior events including the 2015 jones cup the ajga fj invitational and the individual juan carlos tailhide cup that's my favorite uh he earned european tour status after making the cut in the 2016 q school final stage for the european tour um that season three top tens not bad how we doing including a second place finish in the klm open and in 2018 this is where many of you would know this man from, uh, he came in the top 15 in the Open Championship at Royal Birkdale. We're sitting down with Mr. Austin Connolly. Welcome to the podcast, man. Uh, was Thanks that 17? Yeah. 17, yeah. I was, was going to say, we're a year yeah. off here. So, Austin, before we jumped on, you said you were in Dallas, uh, the Dallas area, and uh, you said the weather's been kind of the shits uh, for the last couple of months here. But uh, what's the state of the game right now, and have you been getting out to play quite a bit? Game's in pretty good shape. The weather has been atrocious all year. I mean, it's it's been it's not freezing. It's raining. It's windy. It's it, it's been brutal. I was really uh, really starting to play well about a month ago, and then we uh, started getting about 30, 35 hour winds every single day for a month. So things got a little bit out of sorts. But uh, I've been working a bunch the last last couple weeks with, yeah. with uh, Cameron, and you know, game's getting back pretty sharp. And what's the schedule look like for uh, this upcoming year? What, what do you have planned? So, uh, a lot, so I, I'm not sure if I've even really told uh, anybody about this, but at the end of 2019, I uh, got hurt. 
So I had uh, two bulging discs and a sciatic nerve. Oh shit, nerve. that's serious so too. Really, it was really yeah. bad. I, I really didn't even play for about six months. Uh, just completely laid off. I did a whole bunch of decompression and was trying to get back, uh, get back healthy. Um, and so, so I've just been, you know, uh, just sort of plugging away there for a while and um, getting the health back. And then obviously COVID hit, so that wiped out. There was no Q school last year. I lost my status, you know, played terrible in 2019. And then, you know, there's nothing to play for last year. So I ended up going probably maybe 15 months where I was playing, you know, uh, once once every couple weeks, once wow. every three weeks, something like that. Just didn't have a whole lot of motivation. I was a little bit burnt out from all the travel and everything over in, in Europe. You know, it's it, it'll it'll grind on you mm -hmm. if you're if you're struggling. When you're playing great, it's amazing. I mean, there's nothing <laughs> like it. It's uh, it, it, it's a really really cool experience over there. But um, so I went through all that, and then about three four months ago, I, I got the bug back and and you know started uh, gearing up and you know Q school hopefully will happen this year i i uh, uh i know things are a little bit shaky in europe still right now so um plan on going back to awesome. european turkey school uh, we'll likely do Q school here as well uh, and just really i'm going to play some smaller events uh, i might try to come come play some uh, mckinsey tour events um, yeah this summer just to gear up and, and get some competitive rounds in been playing some some small events here in in, in the dallas area and uh just just getting some more rounds in my belt Game feels pretty sharp. I was able to put on quite a bit of weight over over COVID, so I've gotten a little bit longer, and uh, I feel like I'm in I have a better foundation to uh, to compete week in week out uh, on on tour. A, a good weight or a, <laughs> Colin's gaining or a the bad weight. weight. <laughs> yeah, I got the bad weight going. Mix, I got both going. So nice. for me, I needed yeah. any weight I could get. I mean, I am, <laughs> I you know, I turned pro. Uh, I think I weighed somewhere right around 120 pounds. So wow. I, uh, at the British Open, I don't think I couldn't have been more than a buck twenty-five in, in twenty seventeen. <laughs> so uh, ended up closer to you know one hundred and fifty right now, which is a much better you know better way to stay upright in those European wins. Fair enough. Uh, you you mentioned coming to Canada too. <laughs> we're uh, we're on we're from all from all three co-hosts are from Ontario. So if you ever need uh, someone to loop the clubs around for an event, let us know. Um, I'm not saying our yardages or our club selections will benefit you in any way. It might actually hinder you. But as long as you're okay with clubbing yourself, we'll carry the carry the sticks around for you. <laughs> and and we have no golf, so we can't really even complain about weather right now, unfortunately. But I know uh, that's a top. That's a topic for another day. Yeah. But uh, you mentioned Cam McCormick. Uh, I, I noticed he was your swing coach. Um, he has been for a while, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, what's it like working with him? We see the, all the Golf Channel stuff. We know he's working with uh, his most notable name would be Spieth, but among others. Uh, what what does he uh, benefit your game the most, let's say? Cam's unbelievable. I mean, he's I've been working with Cameron since I was 14, so he's really the only coach, only coach I've ever known. Um, it's been it's been crazy watching you know watching Cam go from, I mean, he had Spieth you know as a junior when I when I started working with him, so. Spieth hadn't even started to take off yet, and so Cam was just the, you know, he was known as, you know, one of the two best best uh, mm -hmm. coaches in Dallas, um, and Randy Smith were the, you know, the two uh, two kind of top dogs, and one of my, my buddies talked me into uh, going to see Cameron, and, and as soon as I started working with him, my, my game improved really fast, and Cam is, I mean, he is the exact same person now as he was then when you get, you know, get in the studio with him and, and, and get to work, I mean, he is, he's all business, he's no, you know, no nonsense. He's he's directly to the point and, and doesn't like to waste time. So, 
He's uh, he's exceptional, exceptional golf coach, and yeah, he's he's really helped guide me, you know, from from rank to rank, and uh, yeah, he's he's done a done a really really phenomenal job uh, working with me, and and even you know, I mean, he he was traveling around with me, and he'd go, he'd come to you know three or four events a year, which with as busy as he is, is, is pretty pretty amazing. That's cool. He he really provides a. a does he have like a one big calm denominator with your swing that he needs to see every time or like something you go back to every time like let's say you haven't seen him for a while so one of the things that cameron's taught me cameron's very much a ball first coach so he he wants to you know he wants you to understand what causes the you know ball to do this what causes it to start left and curve right right i mean just very fundamental and so then we start going into my sequence patterns and my habits so like for me when i really start struggling uh, i start hitting it thin and out of the heel and, and i hit these little weak right bleeders which when you already hit it super short is not a good shot to hit so i uh i you know but what happens is my hips start shifting to the left and forward and you know so i start sliding a little bit and and i get you know gets the club close to the ball and hit a little bit off the heel and and uh, i just know that that's a sequence pattern that i go back to especially when i've been playing multiple yeah. weeks in a row so uh, whenever i start seeing that contact you know cam has taught me hey you know you need to feel like you're ripping the hips uh you know stop that uh, that lateral movement and you know feel like you're weights in your heels and and so that's just something that if that pops up on the course you know i know exactly where where to go to and then if that doesn't work you know we have a, a, a number of other uh, places that we can go little things that can get off here or there but when I've, you know, when you work with somebody for so long, you really learn your, your sequences and, and your mm-hmm. habits over time. And, and really, you can't get that from just working with a great instructor. You have to really have put in the time and, and the years work to, to know what your, ha- you know what your tendencies are. So that's, that's the biggest thing for me is he's just taught me you know, what, what causes my misses. And then whenever they start popping up, I, I sort of know. I have an idea. I'm not just guessing as to yeah. uh, what pretty, to do to fix it. Like most of us do. <laughs> guess. Pretty cool inside look. Like <laughs> yeah. a, a, you mentioned, like we worked with him for so long, just like even getting, I, I guess it's more of a feel than like what we'd actually see just on a swing video, but getting the weight into your heels to get that, like let's say your left hip to f- fire more like to the left. Uh, that's kind of a cool uh, cool way of looking at it for sure. Cam McCormick knows his shit. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a great coach, awesome. absolutely. Hundred percent, man. Uh, so, so you noticed, or uh, you mentioned that you're hopefully going back to Q school in the European tour, but you also did mention that potentially you'd stick around North America wise. Like, what goes into that decision for you? Would you ultimately want to play on the PGA tour, or is the European tour kind of where your head's at right now? Well, I think everyone in the world would ultimately like to play on the PGA tour, but for me, a huge turning factor, and and uh, as, as sad as it is, a lot of it comes down to where final stage of Q school is. Because I uh, back in 2016, I went. I played final stage at Orange County National. Okay. Uh, I went out there and played really well. I was, I was. I mean, my game was really good form going in, and it's a really big golf course. Both golf courses are, are big and they're open and they're you know they're long, uh, and they're very soft. And we played the ball down, and so I, you know, I, all week long I drive it in the fairway. I'd have like four iron or hybrid in with a mud ball, and oh. I was just. I mean, it's just ridiculous. We're playing. We're playing for our, you know, careers, playing yeah. for our livelihoods, and we have no control. I mean, we're hitting a golf ball that's, you know, not even close to round. And uh, you know, the guys are complaining, you know, complaining at them, you know, at the officials all week, and they, they basically just said, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're playing it down. Just 
deal with it. And for me, it's, you know, I require, I, I have to hit it straight. If I, if I can't, if I don't know exactly where it's going, you know, you can't fly at 270 and, and compete with these guys that are flying at 320 and hitting pitching wedge in, you know, when I'm hitting four iron. It's just really, really difficult to, to compete with, uh, yeah. you know, with mud ball. So, you know, I, uh, anytime I see that Orange County National on the schedule, I'm like, eh, I, I don't really want to fork out this 10,000 to go, uh, go play Q school. If I can, you know, I know I can go, go to Europe and, and I've, I've been that route. You can go straight to the main tour. So some of it comes down to it. Likely if I actually haven't, uh, haven't looked this year, but if Q school's in Arizona, I'll probably go, uh, go to Corn Ferry. And if it's, Orange County, I'll, I'll probably interesting pass. take. Uh, and also, like, I mean, uh, we're a little bit older yeah. than you. Uh, we're, we're, we're both like born closer to 90. You're 96, correct? I mean, like, I mean, correct. for us, if we, we were to take a path, I mean, if you get to go to Europe and like see the world a little bit and like see how your golf game tests up against different uh, golf courses, I think that when you look back on your career, let's say maybe in five to ten years or something like that, you're going to really appreciate the chance you had to travel because not too many people in their mid 20s have seen the world. Absolutely, and and for me it was just, it was really special because I got to do yeah. it with my dad. You know, my dad was my dad's That's not cool. a big golfer, but he's a he's a he carried for me in all of my best finishes, excluding oh, the Open. Man, I thought... um, <laughs> I'm, he's I'm, probably I'm, pissed. Uh, but all, all, all my top tens, he carried on the Canadian Tour when I, I played well up there, and uh, you know, we got to got to travel the world together and and you know, see all these different places, which was 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 really special. You know, after a while, some of that wears off that you know, coolness and, and you can sort of lose touch with you know how, how neat it is that you're that you're in all these different places every week and you get too much in the in the routine of you know airplane 14 hours yeah you know, hotel room you know to the golf course and, and, and it gets a little bit too um it, it just gets very repetitive and so when I, if i go back over to europe i'll, I'll approach things in a very different way with knowing what I know now. I'll, I'll play a whole lot less. I'll play a lot less events and and I'll do more things when I get there. So try to take my mind off golf. I, I was sort of, when I started struggling in, in, in 19, it was, you know, the, the wheels start turning. I, I was basically going from the hotel to the golf course, you know, back room service or, you know, go grab, grab a quick yeah. flight back to the room. And, and I was just sort of beat myself up. Uh, uh, I didn't really want to practice because I was yeah. just, I was just, getting burnt out and and um and i realized it's because i was playing too much and i was trying to play myself out and uh and and it just it made it so much worse if i could have just come back seen cameron for you know two or three weeks and then gone over there fresh even if i was playing less events it's just uh i think it'd be a much better recipe for success very cool so a couple things when uh when prepping for this interview i noticed is eight you're a dual, you're a dual citizen that's number mm -hmm. one you spent some time uh, in the summers in Nova Scotia, right? Yes, exactly. Cool. So you, you grew or you were in Irving, Texas? Yep. So I, I grew up in Irving, Texas, yep. and my grandparents still still to this day live in, in Nova Scotia. Cool. So oh, wow. Right now. Yeah. So we go up we go up every summer, excluding this past one. Yeah. Uh, and maybe this one. We'll <laughs> You're not see. looking good right now. <laughs> Pro probably not this one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens, but... Um, yeah, yeah, dual citizen. I, I can tell you, it uh, it really was nice having uh, having two passports. Sometimes, you know, traveling traveling around Europe, I because some of those countries you can only you can only spend so much time in the EU, and it's like you know being able to to show, oh, I've, I've only been here for you know forty days or whatever, showing the the Canadian passport, the U.S. passport. 
like going through customs a lot easier. <laughs> that's, that's... Yeah. And if you go to certain countries, if uh, if they don't like the U.S., you can bust out your Canadian passport and just tell them you're Canadian. It works really well. You can <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, I bet. And then you, I think I read like uh, on, in the 2014, you played for the U.S. Uh, Ryder Cup team, Junior Ryder Cup team, as an American. And then after that, you like kind of well, if I if you Google your name. Uh, Canada pops up a little uh, maple leaf symbol pops up beside your name so was that a decision you made or like at one point did they say oh you got to pick a country so we can put the flag beside your name so what happened is I I, I played junior Ryder Cup uh, I was starting to play play really well in the uh, some of the amateur events I played the Jones Cup in uh, whatever year it was 2014 maybe 2014 or 15 yeah, 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 20, 2015, uh, when I lost to Corey in the playoff. Uh, I lost to Corey Connors in the playoff, uh, finished second, and I met at that event Derek Ingram, the Canadian, yeah. the, you know, Canadian national coach. Yep. So we uh, we started chatting, and, and he didn't know I was a Canadian citizen. And my dad actually started talking to him and was just like, hey, you know, what's the what's the criteria for you know, getting on the Canadian national team? And so <laughs> you got to be Canadian? Started, yeah. yeah. So they started talking, and... We ended up uh, just sort of staying in touch over the next year or so, and I was I was wanting wanting to be on the Walker Cup team. I think it was the following year, and, and I was I was fairly highly ranked. I, I don't remember exactly where I was at the time, but top twenty five um, in the world down rankings. And uh, I, they didn't didn't put me on the, even on the practice squad. So it was like twenty you know twenty guys go go to the practice squad, and when they passed me up, you know Di was like, uh, "Hey, you're actually the highest ranked." Canadian in the world, you know, in the world under golf rankings. So that qualifies you for the national team. Would you, would you be interested? And uh, so I, I just decided to take him up on it, and um, you know, really help my parents out because obviously, as you know, traveling yeah. is expensive. You know, going from the event, it sort of took uh, took a load off my parents, and made it a lot easier for you know for them to, to get by financially, and um, you know, Canada really helped support me. And so I just I stuck with the Canadian flag because. You know, they supported me, and uh, you know, DI is a phenomenal, phenomenal guy, great golf coach. I uh, actually talked to him on the phone maybe three or four days ago. Uh, we were chatting about Corey and how everything's going, what my plan was, and, uh, you know, I, I just – I really felt uh, felt a, a great, you know, a great amount of support from, from the Canadian fans and, and, and Golf Canada. So I, I really wanted to, you know, keep supporting cool. them, and that's <laughs> sort of – how That's awesome, transfer. a golf decision. I didn't expect yeah, that, sure. uh, but uh, it makes sense now that you kind of let a, give a, gave some light on the situation. Uh, you, you talk about golf courses in Nova Scotia. We've actually been trying to plan a, a, a golf trip to Nova Scotia, the three of well, two of us, and obviously our other guests are host uh, Jack. Um, once we talked to Dormy Dormy Workshop, which is a leather um, a leather head head cover making company there. What's your? He mentioned some of the courses that were in that uh, in that province. What's your favorite? Well, so I mean, obviously Cabot, Cabot Cliffs, and Cabot uh, Cabot Links are, yeah. are unbelievable, right? I mean, they're uh, scenic and, and and great golf courses. Uh, I play most of my golf when I go there. I'm with my family, and, and we're you know sort of down, so we're way down south actually. So I play all my golf at, at Claire mm-hmm. uh, Claire Golf Club. So it's just, you know small, short uh, short golf course. It's it's really fun to play. I actually really enjoy it. Got a couple couple drives with par fours, and sort of help help boost the confidence <laughs> a little bit. But, nice. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've got, got a great community down there, so I, I like to go and, and you know help out with the, some of the juniors in the area and and, and just spend some time with, with friends and family that I've known since I was you know, two. So uh, I noticed you turned professional at 19 years old. 
18. 18. So obviously you forewent the, your, your, your college career. What went into that decision? Why turn pro? Why not go play uh, at a, you know, a university? You were highly ranked. I'm sure you could have. What went into that decision? So I actually signed with the University of Arkansas. I mm. signed a letter and with them. Uh, and I fully planned on going. But so Cameron forever told me that I, I wasn't going to college. That I shouldn't go to college. Um, he, he said that my personality, uh, I'm, I'm very independent. I want to do things my way. Uh, I want to practice how I want to practice. I want to play when I want to play. You know, I want to play money games when I want to play money games. That's what I've done my whole life. And so going from the environment that's made me successful so far to really having to balance, you know, schoolwork with team practice, with my practice, with, you know, just it, it's so many things that, 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 that go into uh, a college golf career. And it's great. It provides great structure for almost everyone. Yep. Me, I felt like the best thing for my golf game was to forego college and spend all of my time focusing on golf. Uh, I also didn't want to go to college and study something that you know, I didn't want to go to college and study sports management. Like, Communications. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If I go, if I if I go to school, like I want to study something that will be really valuable valuable to me, and and I want to spend time focusing on that. And and I just I wouldn't have been giving any time to school, so the schooling aspect was absolutely worth it. Outside of just saying, hey, well, I can accomplish this task, you know, going to school, showing people that you know, you can you can do A, B, and C, that's really all I would have been doing. Gotcha. I think, you know, I think that college is always there. I, I, I can, can go back anytime. And um, at the end of the day, I thought that four years of professional golf was going to be better for my golf game than four years of going to college. And uh, also the the golf coach at, at Arkansas came out, he, he watched me play a couple of events uh, and was walking around with my dad and said that, you know, outside of putting some size on, he didn't think that there was a, a whole lot of the whole lot that they could do for me. He thought that I was ready, ready to, uh, ready to go. And so that coupled with, you know, I was the fourth ranked amateur in the world at the time. You know, it's like where was I really trying to get to in amateur golf? Like, you know, it, I had the opportunity there. I had the sponsor dollars there. It just made sense for me to, gotcha. to, to jump. And um, you know, I definitely missed out on that the you know, the college experience, which certainly has some value. But you know, it's. Uh, um, it's definitely uh, a decision that I'm happy I made, and, and you know, yeah. at, at some point I'll, I'll probably end up back uh, going to college. But not and in now. 2015, gotcha. you played in P- two PGA Tour events as an amateur, and you made the cut in both, correct? So it was probably like yes, I think that was probably right at t- around that time you were probably making that decision whether to turn pro or not, and that was probably a nice little boost as to hey, I could play with these guys. Absolutely, I mean. You never really know until you know, and and I went to uh, I played the Byron Nelson in my my first uh, first PGA Tour event, and it was really not ideal conditions for for me at the time. It was quite super soft. We actually had to turn a par four into a par three because uh, it was so wet. It, it, it had rained like 35 days in a row or something crazy, and so we, um, you know, I, I I went out and, and I think I was in maybe 26 or something through um, through two rounds and I was, I was actually walking down the stairs before my tea time on Saturday. I was going to see my, my trainer, my, uh, he was going to stretch me out and we were going to, uh, you know, before I went and hit balls, I rolled my ankle, uh, on the oh. stairs walking down to the, uh, I actually looked over at my girlfriend and rolled my left ankle. And so that, that 
the rest of the tournament, which was I ended up MDFing, so I actually only played that day. But I couldn't really transfer my weight to my left side, oh, shit. and uh, and so I started to just snap hooks because I, I, I couldn't transfer my weight. It was uh, wow. It was Pulled the Tony Fina, but blamed his yeah, girlfriend. Didn't God. blame a hole in one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Dustin Johnson, right? Yeah, falling down the stairs. Um, and then, uh, sorry, this yeah. is why I cut calling off because I think we'd be crazy not to talk about the 2017 Open Championship at Royal Birkdale. Well, I was oh, going to okay. do that well, after. Th- I couldn't wait. We'll now. Um, first of all, you you played in a four man playoff <laughs> to get in the field for one spot. If if I'm correct. What was that playoff like, knowing that yep, the winner right. would be going to the Open Championship? It must be uh, pretty intense. It was, for sure. I was. It was a crazy day, just in, in general. I, I I got off to a really good start. I think I, I think I had maybe a multiple-shot lead after one round. I, I shot maybe three under or something. It was super windy. It was blowing maybe 40 mm-hmm. miles an hour all day. And uh, front nine goes out, uh, downwind, and the back nine comes in into the wind. And it was it was really really tough. I think I shot maybe one under to get to the playoff, and I, I just had to grind my way in before getting to the playoff because it was every hole was into the wind. It was driver two iron, driver two iron, every hole coming in. And so I, I think I made a double at some point um, in my in my back nine, and, it, and that sort of shakes the nerves up when you feel like you're got everything under control, and and then you know that happens. You, you end up uh, you know you, you wind up in a four for one playoff. It's like you, you really feel like you gotta you gotta do something. To, uh, you know, to not not lose the opportunity. So, um, you know, I, I, I stepped up on that on the first tee in the in the playoff, and first guy rifles it 40 yards right out of bounds. I mean, just straight out of bounds. Oh. Now it's three for one, <laughs> and uh, a little guider chip down there. Uh, you know, low runner, super firm golf course. You know, hole straight into the wind. So it just uh, hit this little chipper driver out there and um, hit five iron. Uh, right behind the hole, like 15 feet, and other two guys hit it maybe like 70 feet. Had, had, you know, I was in, in a pretty good spot, and um, I just uh, had a pretty good look at it. And, and one of the guys from 70 feet almost made it and sort of makes that hard yeah. stop for a second. And then uh, uh, I, I just went ahead and hit a you know, 15 footer, like right edge, pretty firm. And, and I actually hit it way <laughs> too firm, but it hit the back of the hole. And uh, <laughs> yeah, next thing you know, you're. you're uh, yeah, you're in the open, and then it just—it's—it's it's amazing how uh, how fast things can things can and happen. Wow. Of course, the open. So, I, if I'm not mistaken, after the first three rounds, um, you, you got maybe solo. Were you solo third, tied third, somewhere in there? I, I was tied for third, but so actually, but before before oh, the this open, the stuff this I'm is something for. that probably, probably nobody knows. So, I went from that that qualifier to the challenge tour, and the challenge tour event in Sardinia the the week after. And this is just to show people how, how, how close the level of competition is from the highest level to, you know, second, third tier level on the challenge tour. I'm, I'm, I missed the cut. I missed the cut in Sardinia by one or two. Uh, played pretty good. Missed the cut. Just, Stupid game. You know, wow. And then uh, show up to the open. Cameron's there. We got things tightened up just, you know, a little bit, maybe a couple, couple tweaks before, uh, yeah, before the round, before the round, uh, before my practice rounds, and and really uh, felt felt great going into uh, going into that week. I was hitting it on an absolute rope, um, and yeah, I, I, I played great. Started off the birdie on, on the first hole of tournament. Good feeling. Tiger which, bowed uh, it. Yeah, you know, really helped. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's a hard, it's a really hard starting hole. So uh, one at Birkdale was is really difficult. So to to get through that that hole, you know, one under was like I felt a huge huge amount of relief uh, come off my shoulders, and and from there I just kind of got in the zone, and, and and I just tried to be as absolute stone like stone faced. Don't let anything affect me, good or bad. Let's just get through, you know, get through these these rounds and and, and take advantage of uh, of the good form at at, at the right time. And and at the end of the day, I mean, uh, I'm just I'm so happy that that I was able to, to get in form that week as opposed to like the previous week. You know, it's a completely different story. At, yeah. Firing on all cylinders in a challenge tour event, and I go up there and I finish third or win or whatever, and and then go to the open and, and miss the cut. It's like, you know. It, <laughs> So much, so much of this game is, is about timing, and, and it was it was really uh, I was, I was you know, felt very fortunate to, to play well that week, and, and you know kind of prove myself I can compete on that stage, you know when uh, when, my, when my game's sharp, and, and also be able to handle it mentally. Because uh, I, I throughout the week I, I I was surprised how even keel I was able to stay, uh, and, and I really was having to having to work to to stay that way. Who'd you play with on Sunday? Cool. Who- and Saturday. Uh, so Saturday, I played with uh, Richie okay. Ramsey. Yeah. Oh, cool. He's a friend. I knew him from the European tour already, so uh, so that was nice. And Sunday, I played with Brooks Kepka. And it's oh. funny because the week the week before, I think it was the week, the week before, a couple weeks before, I yeah. played with Chase in the Challenge Tour. You uh, talked to so Chase on you. You know, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Chase is great. I, uh, I like Chase a lot. So we, uh, yeah, played with Brooks and, and the – Final round on Sunday was, was crazy. We, we got hit with some insane weather. It got uh, a bunch of guys went out, like High Tongue Lee went out and shot seven under in the morning. A bunch of guys shot five, six, you know, four, five, six under. And then the storm blew through in the afternoon and it blew like 30 and just played super hard. Like, uh, I'm not even sure. Couldn't tell you the last time somebody turned in under par. Like, like or like maybe the last seven groups, nobody turned, mm-hmm. turned in under par. Uh, I think I went out and shot three or four over on my on my front nine, and you know you're leaking oil at that point. So I just kind of got it together. So I, was able, I was able to make a bunch of birdies coming in, um, along with some some others. But uh, it, was, it was it was a really really uh, uh, awesome experience. But you know, I'm not even how far uh, how far right were those Love equipment that. trailers on the driving range on hole 13 or 14? Sorry, 13. So well. The craziest part about that wasn't even where speed hit it. It was that Brooks and I were on on 17 T when when they did that. If that shows you how slow they were playing, there are four holes behind us. Oh my! We, we gosh. actually watched we watched it happen from 17 T. Wow! Uh, no wonder why the coverage wasn't yeah, showing so, anyone else. Everyone was done. <laughs> yeah, everyone else. Was done. I was when Spieth won. I was at the airport. Holy but, um, Holy yeah, shit! I was already, already flying to Germany. I was like, yeah. So. Um, I, I um, yes, those are really far right, but it's it's actually pretty reasonable where Spieth was trying to hit it. So the fairway is pretty narrow on the left side, and then you have the bunkers are just absolute depth. If you hit them, if you hit them in, in those those bunkers down the right, you have a huge field right of those bunkers. It's it's semi high grass, but you can kind of you can mm-hmm. knock it up there uh, if, if you draw a decent eye. So he's, I think he probably had a two or three shot lead at the time. And, you know, I could see him aiming over there and trying to, trying to pound it. He probably blocked it 40 or 50 yards uh, and, and got it over on the driving I couldn't believe range. it wasn't out of bounds, but I, I but, guess it just not quite on the range yet, maybe on the right side of the trailers. But Yeah, yeah. 
I looked over and I saw it and I said something to Brooks. I don't remember what I said. And, and we were like, we just saw all, all the crowd over there. And I'm like, <laughs> we went over there. Like, that's pretty far offline. And is Brooks uh, pretty stone cold out there? You talked about you having kind of a game face. When we watch him on TV, he seems like he's pretty, let's say, emotionless until it's like a major championship on the back nine and he's leading by a couple. Like, what was it like playing? Is there conversation there? Do you guys talk about just golf? Like, go ahead, sir. Yeah, we we were talk. I mean, we talked about all kinds of stuff, but mainly we, we talked about his experience awesome. in the European Tour, right? Because he had sort of gone the same route that that I was trying to go. Uh, so you know, I I had just started playing playing in Europe for six months, and he had he had played a few years over there. So he was talking about different places to go and uh, different cities that, that are really cool and, and uh, golf courses that uh, you know that, that, that are you know, that you should really try to play and just just things like that. Um, we talked some about Chase. You know, Chase is a pretty good friend of mine when I was over there because we were, we were both on tour at the same time. And uh, um, yeah, yeah, we, we had a great time. Uh, you know, it, it was it was a it was a battle out there. I mean, it was a really tough day, and obviously it was second last group of major championships, so it was you know it wasn't uh, cool. all fine, but it was you know it, he was a, he was very very nice to me, uh, and it was my really my only awesome. encounter with him. So for uh, now, yeah, he, he, yeah, for now, so far. <laughs> okay, Cole, I'm ready for you, buddy. Gonna... Okay, awesome. We're jumping into our first segment. What's your handicap? Rick's going to play a little music, and then we'll uh, explain it to you. What is your handicap? All right, Austin, welcome to What's Your Handicap. This is a segment we started from the very beginning of this show. Um, the way we kind of tee this up is golf's a, golf's a funny game, right? Like when you're on a driving range probably in, uh, in Texas, you look down, you probably see some interesting characters by the way someone's dressed, how they hold a club, what's in their bag, how they hold their bag. You probably have a pretty good idea before they swing a golf club of what their handicap is, right? Oh, absolutely, for sure. All right. I love that. So we're going to give you some scenarios here and then you're going to come back to us and let us know what that person's handicap is. So like that person's a 15 plus, And if you want to give some reasoning as to why you can do that as well. Sounds good. All right. Want me to kick Rick's things off here? Okay. So off, this buddy. one you're playing yep. in a pro-am and uh, you're sitting in the fairway waiting for your approach shot. And the guy is like, Hey, can I use one of your irons for this one? Uh, 15 plus. Uh, <laughs> Probably hasn't played a whole lot of golf. But he, but you have shiny. <laughs> Has anyone ever asked shiny you that? New irons in the baggie, but he wants to try one. See if the shafts fit <laughs> yeah. him. Yeah, no kidding. Um, I I have had somebody try to do that actually. After they hacked their seven iron uh, against a tree uh, on the sixteenth hole in a pro am. Nice. So they spazzed and then they were like, "Hey, can I try yours out?" <laughs> like, Absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hit your six iron button. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I love that. All right. uh, This person shows up to the golf course, goes in the pro shop to check in, um, buys a dozen noodles. Uh, That guy is probably also a 15 plus handicap. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, he's definitely a 15 plus handicap. Uh, So I don't think I know any. 
any low handicaps that play, play the old movie. They don't play the long and soft. All right. It's crazy to me how, like, even lower tier golf balls are still super expensive for someone that's losing golf balls at that rate. The fact that those people buy new golf balls yeah. is crazy to me. I don't think I've ever said this. <laughs> like, yep. That must add up pretty quick. It is crazy yeah. how expensive they are. Well, you probably. It's the people who don't golf a lot, so they show up, they get the dozen noodles, then they got to get the glove because they don't have a glove or they lost it. Yep. They buy the, the buy that little bag of teas. Yeah. That's it a good one. It adds up pretty quick if you yeah. don't come prepared. Yeah. During, during COVID, I was going through. Uh, it happened three or four times, which is terrible. But uh, I bought probably three or four gloves in the pro shop where I just wasn't playing very much, and I you know I actually swapped bags, so I, I threw you know threw uh, my, my clubs in a carry bag. And just left all I just forgot about throwing all, all my stuff in there. So I, I'd go up to the golf course and I'd, I'd you know, be teeing off. There's no warming up during COVID. So I'd roll up five minutes before tea time. I'd be like, oh, I don't have a glove. <laughs> like, like, I have 400 at my house and I have to go buy You go to the one. pro shop. It's like, hey, did awesome. you play with Brooks Kepka at the Open Championship? It's like, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I had that, that much uh, recognition, but uh, yeah. Maybe three years ago. Okay, my second one is this: uh, this player religiously puts the ball out of the bunker. Yeah. Oh, religiously, uh, that guy's also yeah, a fifteen plus today. handicap. Hey, uh, yeah, it sounds like it. Is this something you guys run into uh, quite often out there? Or is that uh, no, just completely made up? No, it's a move. It's a move. Yeah, it's a move. So, so I have a, a guy uh, game I grew up playing in in, in Dallas was uh, it's called the Bergman game. This guy Jack Bergman is a uh, really really close friend of mine, and uh, he he's he used the long putter. Uh, he's used it for as long as I've known him, and he puts it from literally anywhere possible. Uh, he will not chip unless he has to like go over a bunker. He'll use like a you know eight iron or some type of. I mean he, he the guy doesn't like the sixty very much, but. He'll, uh, he'll cut it from everywhere, including bunkers, um, and he's an 18 handicap. So uh, I'd say that I'm pretty comfortable in saying uh, 15 plus. I think it's a speed thing. Like if someone doesn't trust like their club head speed with like a lob wedge or a sand wedge, and they can't really quite get under the ball and like push the sand to to get the ball, that's when they de- default to the putter. So I think that I think it's an older I think it's an older yeah. man move. I'd say 60 plus in age, but I think they're like close to a single digit. I think they're hovering around a 10 for me. It's not a it's not a bad play in some cases. You get that you get that real shallow lip and and uh, you know sometimes you can make it work okay. But you know if you're really short sighted, uh, I mean I've definitely I've definitely pulled up a couple times in uh, uh, you know around Dallas. But I'm not sure I've done nice. it. Well, in Europe they got those pop bunkers too. You'd be in there forever hitting a putter. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't work very well. You'd have to yeah, yeah you'd have to flip it, flip it <laughs> yeah, backwards. <it's> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, last one here. You uh, you go take a peek over in this guy's bag, and uh, he's got a bit of a mixed bag. So he's got like a cavity back four iron, maybe like a Callaway, but he's got like a blade eight iron in there. So it's like it's a kind of a mixed bag of clubs. Uh, he's probably a pretty good player because most people just go and buy one set of irons, and if if the guy's put enough thought in in his golf equipment to say I like the I like the smaller head and, and, the, and the short irons and, and I need the bigger head to get it up in the air more or, you know make it a little easier to hit uh, that guy's probably a single digit I'd is, this say. A, is this an homage right. to Jesper Parnovic that video that was on Instagram call he's got a whole whack of yes, different brands and it's just got an old I, I feel like old really That's old wild school, what he has school in players there. and I'm talking about old school like like back in the early 1900s picked clubs individually and for what they're used for 
there's got to be some truth to it. Yeah. Um, call second part. Um, all right. Second part of this uh, is you got to come up with. Uh, so we're gonna go our second part. Yeah. You got to come up with one for us. So something you've seen in a pro am, something you've seen in your home club. What's uh, what's something funny you've seen out there? Uh, guy shows up uh, with no head cover. No head covers. Clubs absolutely beat to death. Yeah, for me, this is an ultimate pet peeve. And usually there's someone that's carding every time. Yeah. Like you you rarely get the carrier because the clubs are just banging around even more. Um, this one, yeah. I have to give it a high handicap. I'm going to go range here, 20 to 24. Um, does not want to protect their investments, but it's even worse when they have new clubs and they don't put the head cover on it like when they're initially using it. If a club's already beat up, I don't hate it as much, yeah. but... Uh, New clubs getting uh, banged around is tough to watch for me. Yeah. It could also be a, a guy who's uh, plus five, plus six, plays the Champions Tour, and sings Mark Walker. Just, yeah. Uh, could, could, <laughs> <laughs> could, 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 well, one of my best friends, he uh, play, plays Champions Tour, and, and, and he'll show up, he'll pull off this, this old hybrid, and it literally is just beat to absolute death. And three wood, he's got the old, he plays the old Rocky oh, yeah. Falls three wood. I mean, white chips, ever. I mean, this thing looks terrible. And uh, he just, so he's just stopped caring about it. He'll just he'll roll up and, you know, like pull all the head covers off and just let everything climb. That three wood and hybrid uh, has probably paid for his mortgage three times over. So he's, he's laughing at us. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. No doubt. I love when the ones when they don't have the head covers and they're walking and you're on hole three and you can like hear them on hole five. They're just clinking down the fairway with the old <laughs> bag tags, those metal bag oh. tags, the combo. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. What a good look. All right. Love it. And uh, last part here. Uh, this is, is a tough one for you, but uh, you, you got to look at the two of us. I'm going to show you a picture of uh, our third co-host Gibber and just solely based on our looks, you have to give us a handicap and let us know how we get it around the course. And I, right. my name's pronounced Kari. Just if you're gonna if you're gonna swing and a miss on that one, so I get carry yeah, all the time. Kari Colin, and we're actually we're actually gonna start you off with uh, just because I brought it up here, our uh, co-host Jack. So it's a little blurry because I just took a screenshot here, really quickly. Okay. Um, you see that? All right. Yeah. Okay. What... So he looks uh, looks like he's a decent player. I see. Um... You know, looks like he's fair. You know, he's got he's pretty well dressed. Looks like he's out there in, in relatively cold weather, which means that uh, he's somewhat dedicated. I'm gonna give him a I'm gonna give him a four handicap. Okay. Four cap. Okay. Um, we're not gonna give away the That's handicaps nice. right and away, what's his, but uh, it was a cold day. That was one of the colder days I've ever played golf. It hailed twice. Yeah. Or, no, hailed twice or three times. Yeah, day. it was pretty dicey out there. That's brutal. Kari, uh, I'd say. He looks just like Aaron Cockrell, so I'm going to say he's a European tour player, um, and uh, we'll, we'll give him a we'll give him a uh, we'll give him a plus one. Oh, that's the best handicap. Actually, no, second best handicap ever given out. But like yes, yep. Aaron Cockrell, my new yeah. favorite player. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys do look a lot alike. Um, let's see, I'd say, um, oh. He's got a little bit more facial hair going, which, you know, I, I generally like to say. I think I had less facial hair when I was playing better. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with a six. I'm going to give him the highest. I, uh, I, I love it. You know what? That was probably the best breakdown we've ever had on What's Your Handicap as far as the handicap guessing goes. But unfortunately, you're completely wrong. They're, they're, 
completely reversed. Oh, um, but the handicaps you said are pretty. <laughs> or some, at least you give us some credibility. Though. Sometimes we guests come on here and yeah, they, they say like 15 handicap. It's like we've been talking golf for the last hour. You think no, we, no. we're that bad? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, definitely, definitely okay. weren't. So, weren't well, yeah, so Cole's our best player. There we go. Uh, we he, like that. He's, uh, he'll the one. He's okay. the, well, we'll be teammates, and then Colin and Jack will be teammates when we get on the on on the links in Nova Scotia. Uh, and then Jack's pretty good as well, but he never like he's around scratch. I would say I'm the high guy, but I appreciate the reference that the the little reference. And what's the uh, high? I'm free. Yeah, so so You're all three, around okay. the same ballpark. All right. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's super solid. It's not from uh, it's not from lack of reps on the golf course for sure. I probably play just as much as you, if not maybe more. Um, How's the swing uh, match up to Cockrell? Yeah, not very good. I'm more of a Matt Fitzpatrick guy. <laughs> uh, a mix between <laughs> Matt Fitzpatrick and who else is really quick? Probably Matt Fitzpatrick's the best reference. That in like yeah, you have Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay, let's jump into quick nine today. It's going to be quick six because we're missing uh, a host. But uh, we'll ask you six quick questions. Uh, you can answer them quickly as slowly as you want, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll find out a little bit more about you. Cole, want to let her rip? All right. Uh, yeah, we'll go hole one here. Uh, what's what was your favorite stop on the European Tour? Ooh, um, my favorite stop. So I absolutely love Australia. So, and, and one of my favorite golf courses is uh, is Lake Cairnup okay. in, uh, in Perth. And so it's actually my first European tour event I ever played. So it was, uh, you know, fairly special to me. And I actually, I finished second in stroke play. So I, I have I have good yeah. memories of the place. Uh, it, it was that weird Perth Super Six. So it's sort of, um, it, was, it was an interesting first first event. But I, I love the town there. It's very secluded. It's, it's, it's. It's like a big city, but but everybody is is really laid back, and and the golf course is exceptional. So I always really enjoyed going back there. Um, so yeah, I, I'd probably say uh, Lake Huron. Awesome! I just have to chime in here quick. What's your favorite stop in Canada? Ooh, um, probably Niagara Country Club. Niagara Country Club. Where was that? Yeah. Uh, it was in Niagara. Oh, really? Uh, it was, yeah, it was it was phenomenal. It, it actually wasn't even supposed to be on the schedule. We ended up, um, we ended up. Was, uh, we're talking about just strictly golf course. Yeah. Okay, because you would have said Thunder Bay if so, uh, if it was uh, city and golf course, right? <laughs> Thank you. Oh, of course. Wait, what? What? Uh, what year was that? So that was twenty sixteen. Okay, would that have been? Was, was that in Fort Erie? There was a big fire. Uh, that, that wiped out one of the golf courses. In Alberta, uh, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so there's, there's a, it was a really bad fire, and they had the last second, they, they moved us down to Niagara Country Club, and this place was phenomenal. Okay, did they play, uh, did they play, it was a, did, was it like two cherries on the yes. flags? Okay, that's called Cherry Hill Golf Club. Oh, is it, is it Cherry Hill? Okay, we, uh, I, I just, I remember it was, it was in Niagara. That might have been the name of the tournament. It might have called it Yeah, Niagara. it was the Niagara Championship. Ah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, That's actually. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I was a member. I was a member there that year. And uh, our co-host, Jack, who's not here, is a member there now. That place is awesome. Yeah. I uh, agreed with fast. It was, I remember, I made the cut on the number and shot three under, three under on the weekend. Which on the Canadian tour, that's that's not, that's like, those yeah. numbers aren't very low. Yeah. And, and, I, moved, and I finished 11. Wow. So it was. It played. It played very difficult. The greens uh, are tough. Like the complexes around the greens are, are tough there. They are. Yeah, yeah. You're in trouble if you if you miss greens. And, and I recall even yeah even two putting in some spots. You 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 know 
you'd hit it to 40 feet in a par three and, and yeah. really be just trying to get it, you know, a three foot circle. Like it was, uh, it was fairly challenging. And, and it was, it was just a fun layout. I, I like old school yeah. kind of tree line golf courses. And, uh, that I, that I picture that. we showed you was on 18 green or first tee. Yes, it was. Backwards oh, towards really? 18. Yeah. Look at that. Small world, and there you go. <laughs> and you had your best finish at, in Thunder yep. Bay, and you left us out, unfortunately. So uh, we have two Niagara guys, one Thunder Bay guy, and you trump me. I had my best finish in Calgary. Uh, I finished second, finished second okay. in Calgary. Third in the stall but, open. Uh, Thunder, oh. Thunder Bay, yeah, third in the okay. stall open. That's right. Yeah, almost, almost. Rick. Yeah. We're good. That's why you didn't pick yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, we'll go. But, uh, yeah. Love it. We'll go uh, hole two that was here. A long hole. Um, that was a big par five there into the wind. That was a big hole. Yeah. That was a big hole. Yeah. Uh, so I know you didn't go to college, but say you could have gone to college, but you get to pick whatever university you want to go to. What university would you pick right now? Ooh, um, I would probably pick. Probably pick just to go to school. Oh, that's, that's tough. Uh, probably Stanford. Yeah. Stanford. Nice. I feel like their golf Good program pick. would be pretty cool. I also saw, like, ASU's uh, little golf locker room thing they had there with the bag set up and their, like, individual lockers. That uh, That's pretty appealing to me as a as he would be as a young kid, too. What a program that is. Yeah. Hole three, oh, cool. And, Absolutely. And then uh, hole three, are you, a, are you a tacos guy or are you a pizza guy? Oh, tacos. I, I'm, I'm married to a, a – I'm from Mexico, so I have to be a taco guy. I love that. I have no um, – yeah. I'm a big I'm, taco We're going to skip too. hole four, five, and six, so I'll go straight to hole seven. Uh, one rule in golf you'd change. Oh, well, they already cha- – well, they already changed the main rule, which was I think you should be able to pass yes. on spike bumps. Uh, yeah. I, I had a big problem. My, my first Canadian Open – I went out there and I played in the afternoon and uh, the green, greens were so spike marked up, it was unbelievable. I, I, I felt like I played almost the same day one and day two and I shot 73 in the afternoon and I shot 65 the next day and it was almost straight putting difference. Wow. Balls back. So uh, that's that's the biggest. The other thing I don't like, uh, rule I, I would change now is I think if you, if you hit it, if you hit it in the fairway, uh, and and you're I mean if, if you're in a divot you drive it down down the middle and you're in a divot, I think that you should be able to uh, take nearest point and and, uh, and and take relief because I don't think you should be penalized. Yeah, that's Colin's big one. That's yeah, my he thing. Mentions that one. That's my big one. I hate that. I'm like I stripe it down yeah. the fairway. I'm in fucking Joe's divot who just fucking yeah. chunked <laughs> one with a wedge. That's where I kind of play. That, r- that rule would literally yeah. never affect me. Um, how do you feel about, like, now that we're talking about rules quickly, is how do you feel about the arm lock thing? Um, are you for it, against it? So I actually putted arm lock. I think I remember that, actually. Throw. We've so been following you for years now. For, yeah, I put an arm lock for a couple of years, um, and I actually love it as a, as a, uh, as a putting style. Is it... Is it cheating? It, like, is it? Should it be banned? Sure. Is yeah. It, any way you question? want to go with it. Yeah. Yep. So I, I think that I, I really like putting putting arm lock. I, I love it from inside ten feet. I find speed control to be very difficult with it, and, I, and I've practiced a lot, mm-hmm. a lot with it. Um, so I don't. I think that you should have the option to, to okay. use it if you want. Uh, the same thing. I don't. Think, I don't think that they should have banned the long putter either. I think anybody has the option to use it. Um, you know, 
if and, and and you know if it if it really is an advantage then you know you should uh it definitely doesn't look as cool when you celebrate like a putt to win and you're holding like a 48 inch long putter (laughs) that's the big knock on it i think you're you're already up there you're you're halfway there you literally just could spin the putter really quick (laughs) yeah Oh, he, I, I'm not. I'm a. I'm oh, a fan good. like of the anchoring ban. I think the arm lock is becoming something that we're going to see even more and more of. Just like, I mean, we saw like junior players come up where they're already using a long putter or belly putter. It's kind of it transitions that way just because it makes the stroke a little bit more consistent. I've I've used both too, and like I think that the arm lock is more effective than the belly putter, just in my opinion. See, I I would still I would like. The, if there's one thing that I'm banning that I'd like to ban right now, it's metal spikes. I wish that guys would just stop wearing them entirely. And it's wild because most people, when they listen to that, like they listen to this, they don't know that that most like there's a lot of guys on tour that still wear metal spikes. There's there's a lot of guys that are like my age. <laughs> Never played with them. Like, yeah. I think it's cool. Yeah. And I'm like, I understand if you're if you're you know fifty you know fifty years old and and, and you started playing with metal spikes and, and you're used to it. Okay. But if you're if you're you know Younger than that, I, I just think it's it's ridiculous because I mean, once the soft spikes were fine. Yeah. So all, all you're doing is destroying yeah. the green. You, you hear it like all when you watch a PGA Tour event, someone's walking on like either hard pan or cart path, then you kind of figure out who's got the medals. Yeah. They should make it like uh, NHL hockey, like they the visor rule. They just say you have to grandfather it in. If you use it at this point, you're allowed to continue your rest of your career. And if not, I mean, the golf shoes made like, like the soft spikes are really hard now. Anyway, they're much more durable. I've never used metal spikes, so you you. It's a good thing, I guess, but uh, but yeah, I don't know why they just wouldn't do that. It's a simple change. Um, where was I here? These are going yeah. long, but I love it. Um, oh yeah, this one's short. LeBron or MJ? Full eight. Okay. MJ. Did the documentary, uh, the last ads, helped with that a little bit. I just think that I think he was he was so dominant when you watch him. The things he's able to do on the court, it was just uh, unbelievable. I mean, just. Uh, I mean, guys had no chance. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I have a full new appreciation of MJ after watching that documentary. And, like, the coolest parts, like, he's going to the Olympics for basketball and he's walking through the lobby with his set of golf clubs, like, like mid-tournament. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. MJ awesome. He's, uh, I, I play, play a bunch of golf with, with Romo and, and he was out, out playing with Jordan, uh, maybe a couple months ago and so he uh, he had some pretty good pretty yeah. good NBA tours. do you think Romo's cool. good enough to play on the corn ferry tour like to get these exemptions i think that he if he's playing good yes i think that i think that he can i think that he could make cuts Romo's very mm-hmm. good under pressure um like like I play in a lot of money games with, with with Romo and he really rises to the occasion. So I know that the stage doesn't bother him at all. I think the only problem with his uh, with his performances uh, on, on, like in tour events is he can get pretty wild mm-hmm. with the driver, uh, and so he'll hit it in some spots that it's like he's just he's going to make some big numbers and, and you know the score on the Corn Ferry Tour is. You know, it's pretty low. You can't really afford, but you can't afford to have uh, yeah. you know two OB shots and, and hit a ball in the water. It's just you're gonna, especially if you're not a really really you know, <laughs> solid tour player that can make make a yeah. whole bunch of yeah. games. I mean, his he's shot rounds like under par on the Corn Ferry Tour. It's like you said though, he has those others that he just uh, throws yeah. in there. It seems to, yeah, seems to halt his progress. I I can play. I usually give Romo one aside, Ooh. and and we play a hole by hole uh, birdies double game. So, and, and it's, it's not like, I don't 
just like destroy him. You know, it's like it's competitive. He can make yeah. a lot of birdies, uh, and so if, if you can just keep it in front of him, I actually thought he was going to do pretty well at that mm-hmm. uh, the event here in Dallas. You know, he's playing. It's a very open golf course, um, but he he just got it going sideways. And and my, you know, Mark, my my buddy, I talked I talked about earlier who uh, has all the, the beat up golf clubs. Yeah, he carried for him and said that he uh, when he played he played. The holes he played well, he played very, very solid. Like, hit some really high-quality golf shots, but his his bad was just too bad. And, and you know yeah. what? We, we've had the sponsor exemption debate on here a thousand times, I feel like. I mean, he, he when he's in the field, I'm, I'm definitely going to the Corn Ferry Tour and looking at the leaderboard to see how he's doing. So that's probably what they want, and, and we're cheering for him because, like, I mean, the guy's the man, from what I understand. He was the, he was the only guy who had that crowd following yeah. at the Corn Ferry event. So he does draw. He does draw people, and he's fun to watch. So. Yeah, he's, he's a great, great, great guy. Is there anyone cool. better at their job when he's like com- or announcing or color commentating a football game than him? Yeah. I mean, he was pretty good at his day job when no, he was he's when he was playing, but watching a football. Yeah, he is top <laughs> quality. Golf needs one of those. Like Cole Golf is doing a good job actually, but that's a conversation he for is. another day. Um, hole number yeah. nine. Um, I saw a picture of you and Sergio when you're just a little guy and you're you're here beside Sergio and, and your your little Instagram. Uh, caption was like oh like we're playing together today uh did you bring up that photo to him and did he uh was there any good conversation based on that photo so actually what happened was my i think it was my my mom my dad uh it had to be my mom posted that that picture on somewhere twitter instagram something like that and somebody in the media got a hold of it and just started posting it everywhere and so next thing you know we were on the range warming up and we had like a group of media they were asking to do an interview like like before the round. So we talked to talked to the camera crews, and then uh, you know we just sort of ended up uh, we we talked about it quite a bit because that was actually the day that Sergio turned pro. Oh, that was at the Byron Nelson, his first event cool. as a professional. Wow, uh, I was two, and so then you know Sergio's he's he's hilarious, awesome awesome guy, and uh, he he's just a big goofball. So after the round, he's like, "Come here, come here, we got we got to recreate the picture," <laughs> and so he's like, it "Gets me." The, Sit on his knee, like hold his hand, like I was like, this is this is wrong on so many levels. I'm not a political. Your mom's in the back. Oh, it's so cute though. <laughs> Trying to get you to take the yeah. photo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The media loved it, so uh, yeah, it was it, it was a fun day. We actually he draws some crowds too, man. It was crazy in Italy. We were, I mean, hitting through yeah. a wall of people. He's uh, he's one of those guys that moves the needle a little bit still. Um, bonus question: Playoff hole, yeah. just like uh, the Royal Birkdale qualifier. Um, Zurich Classic is a tournament on the PGA Tour. You get to pick a partner. Um, outside of, let's say, Tiger Woods, because that's a too popular of an answer, who would you pick as a partner to tee it up there? Uh, right now, I'd pick Will Zalatoris. He is playing unbelievable. I've been playing with him a bunch here in Dallas, and the guy just oh, yeah. never – I mean, he literally never plays bad. He hits it He hits it super long. He hits, he, he hits his irons as good as any person I've ever seen. Um, his ball striking is out of his we, Will we, the thrill. I hate to say this, but we yeah. doubted him here on this podcast, which is we all admitted it, but we made a mistake. I doubted him. I wouldn't say we okay. doubted him. Okay, you yeah. doubted him. We didn't doubt him because we were uh, we're Pendy guys, like Taylor Pendrith, another Canadian yeah. who was second on the Corn Ferry yeah, Tour. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, like he he was getting no love from the Corn Ferry <laughs> Tour, and uh, our man Will the Thrill was getting it all, so it gave us a bias towards him. So Pendy, we used to have long. Oh, Excluding me because I was never in this uh, ballpark, but but uh, Corey and Pendy and Alvin Choi and Mackenzie Hughes would always have long drive contests on TrackMan at our training camps. Yep. And he uses two <laughs> iron. 
<laughs> and, and he'd win. And like, he'd win. Like he, yeah. We got to we actually got to play with him last year, and uh, we we saw how uh, how impressive that guy plays the game. Yeah, oh, he's a he's a That's very awesome. very good player. Yeah. He, he can move it, and, and and he's he's good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a good player. Yeah. Going back to WZ yeah. there, I, so I apologize to him after watching that absolute ball striking display at the Masters, and I'm like, hey, this guy's way more impressive than I ever gave him credit for, which which he deserves all the accolades he's getting now. Uh, what what kind of walk up music would you guys come out to? What's a maybe a go to song that you want to come out of the tunnel? Oh man, I have no idea. Um, like you can open up your playlist right now and pick the first song you see. That's always a that always works too. <laughs> um, I feel like you gotta go with a classic. Just just I the tiger, right, 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 just just right there. I mean, it's uh, one of those songs. I feel like you can walk yeah, out smoke to machine anything. Like. Coming out in like a tiger, tiger like full outfit. I couldn't pick tiger. I the tiger. I feel like would be uh, you know the next best thing. Get us in that awesome. tiger zone. Yeah. Um. A couple more things. We've taken up so much of your time already, but these stories were unbelievable. I want to quickly run through a, a wrench talk segment. So what's in the bag? I saw you're a Callaway guy. Are you still gaming Callaway? So I I was a TaylorMade guy I did see that at the Open life. Championship. Yeah. Uh, so I played TaylorMade forever. Uh, 2019, I signed with Callaway. Uh, I, I, as an amateur, I played TaylorMade stuff, and then I'd occasionally throw a Callaway club in the bag. And when TaylorMade got bought... Uh, the contract situation sort of changed. So my contract was up. Callaway offered me a great deal. I know they're an unbelievable company. They you know provide great great support. Uh, so I, I went you know switched over to Callaway and uh, love the stuff. It's really, really good stuff. Um, since my contract expired there, I'm playing whatever I want. So I I'm kind of that guy you're talking about that's got it. Uh, I mean uh, I, right now I'm playing a giant mixed bag. So I've got. Nice. Playing King Driver, um, playing a Titleist three wood, the uh, uh, TSI three three wood, yeah. really good. Um, got a Callaway hybrid, my old TaylorMade irons back from uh, from actually the the same ones I played in the Open in 2017. Awesome. I went back to those. Cool. Uh, Vokey wedges and uh, Scotty awesome. Have you enjoyed that process so, of like maybe testing some different gear or getting something that's a little bit more comfortable to your eye? Yeah. absolutely love it so i was always struggling with with tailor-made I, I i'd always struggle to to match up that top end of my bag uh i i hit their stuff really really solid and really straight uh, but I, I i was struggling with gapping so i'd hit the three wood really far and then i'd get a hybrid you know that, that would either come out really hot with no spin or if it spun the right amount i didn't hit it far enough uh, and then if I went down loft, it didn't have the flight I wanted. So it was like, I was sort of, I was always struggling in that. I, I was playing two irons. I was playing hybrids. I was sort of going back and forth. So, uh, being able to, to match up that part of the bag that it, it's been awesome being, being able to just cool. Play yeah. And what, what came to the decision to hitting a ping driver is, are you playing the newest one, the G425 or? I'm actually playing the 410 plus. Uh, I just, Honestly, I, I, I've seen a lot of guys play it. Uh, I've, seen, I've seen a lot of guys playing the 400 and, and the 410, and it just looked like it was really easy to hit. Everyone I had talked to said, oh, you know, it's pretty pretty easy yeah. to hit in the fairway. And uh, I grabbed it, and uh, I actually had to monkey with the settings quite a bit because it had a lot of left bias in it for me. And uh, once I got it set up right, I mean, I've never driven it straighter. And, and, it, and hit it, uh, hitting, it, hitting it longer than I used to, partly because I put on some weight and can swing a little bit faster. But... 
I mean, this this thing is really good. I've got the got the. Nice. Do you know what shops in it? Love it. Oh. Yep, the uh, graphite design IZ6 nice. uh, Xflex uh, TX TX Torx. Uh, so uh, yeah, so it's 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 a really good combo. It's uh, I hit kind of flatlining little draws with it, and it goes it goes it goes. Really for a guy that's always hit it straight, saying he's hitting it even straighter is a is, is a is a big bump for yeah. a driver. <laughs> it, it really is good. I, I've been I've been very happy. That, that the three wood too. The three wood was a big change. So I uh, occasionally, like I said, I'll hit, get my hips going a little bit left, and, and I can hit it slightly thin out of the heel. And my miss with this uh, TSI three three wood is. Uh, if I hit it thin out of the heel, it, it's it'll still fly like two you know two forty eight two fifty. Instead of you know, my old my old three that I was playing was maybe like a you know maybe like two two thirty eight. Gotcha. Uh, it was a big yeah, big difference, difference in the miss hit. Uh, wow, so. this is a question more personally directed uh, for me. Hope that's all right, Rex. Um, but did you ever swing any uh, Srixon sticks? Srixon stuff is great. Okay, really like the, the so the new irons I've heard are phenomenal. Like out of this world good. The old ones were good. I actually, when I was uh, between contracts, I had a bunch of companies send me yep. stuff and, and I was negotiating with. And I, I played the irons for a short time, just sort of messing around. They go through the ground really, really well. Uh, and apparently these new ones, I haven't hit them, are, uh, I've been told, even like a lot better. That's good, because if <laughs> you would have said their shit, just, we just we just ordered them. Yeah, so we, we would have been rattled. We just, we, we're, we're all gaming Strix on here on this podcast, so we're looking forward, but we haven't swung them yet. <laughs> but we get, we're getting them. No, they're supposed to be awesome. I've heard. I haven't heard a single bad review. So good. Um, should be. In, you should be in good shape. And, and what's your favorite club in your bag? Uh, right now probably driver. Uh, uh, I feel like you know, I just uh, I can step up to it and and just kind of effortlessly swing at it and and I don't have to think about anything. I can just basically uh, feels really comfortable in my hand and and. I, I like awesome. not have to think. And then one must have in your golf bag, non-golf related, let's say. Oh, um, well, it could be golf related, of course. It's in your golf bag, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually love having a having a uh, brush, a little scrubby. I'm a big fan. A lot, a lot of guys, a lot of guys don't carry it around, but man, if I'm if I don't have my caddy there, it's like I don't really want to, you know be dumping water on a towel all the time and scrub the heck out of these things. I'd rather just grab my grab, scrubby and wipe so, it off. You know, as long as you don't uh, clip it to your belt, we're okay so, with that. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Awesome. Anything else, Cole? That's okay, it for awesome. me. We've taken up so much of your time. That was an absolute blast. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Uh, keep us posted on when uh, you're planning on doing these qualifiers. We'd love to follow along and uh, give you as much support as we possibly can on our end. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully after the qualifying, we can do part two and uh, catch up even a little bit more. Sounds great. Love to. All right, everyone. That is it for today's interview with Austin Connolly. Another great interview. Salt of the earth guy. Canadian, but lives in Texas. But we, he's a he's a certified Canadian to us. Yeah, I'd be lying if it, I said that wasn't one of my favorites. He gave us yep. a good inside look, and I was pumped after that. Well, while we were talking, and after that one, I was like, "This is uh, this is going awesome! Can't wait to play golf with him." Can't wait to play yeah. golf. D- disappointed I missed that one. And to clear the air, for probably the past eight months, I've been mixing up Adam Svensson and Austin Connolly. 
I think in Svenny's interview, I said probably three or four times that he lived in Texas growing up. No, sir, that was Austin Connolly who grew up in Texas and played on uh, all the Canadian events. Uh, so yeah, now now the air is clear on that one. That's it, um, fellas. Let's. Uh, you know what? We didn't mention the European tour. So I was. We didn't. Uh, and and did you watch? So don't don't bring up any European tour if you're going to Google it because it's a part of it. Did you did you happen to watch any European tour at all? And you can say no because I watched zero coverage of the PGA Tour this week. No, I I just watched Sunday on the PGA Tour. I was busy this week. Okay, so you didn't kind of take a peek at the leaderboard there. Not once. Okay, so we had some names up there. Okay, we had some names, some interesting names. So it got me thinking. I'm like, let's go through uh, some of the the most outlandish names in golf. And I'm going to mix that up with other outlandish names. And your job is when I read off these names, you got to tell me if that's a golfer or if it's not a golfer. Does that make okay, sense? So you're, so you're saying the European tour had some hilarious names had on the some leaderboard. Big or hilarious names on the leaderboard that okay. were just wild outlandish. So I'm going to read, I'm going to mix in some like, this is former and past golfers who have played on the PGA tour, European tour, been professional golfers mixed with some other names that are a little bit outrageous they're all outrageous and i just need you guys to guess if that's a real name a golfer's name or not sound good okay sounds fun okay uh number one we got ben dover ben dover what do we uh how are we starting this Gabriel, you go first real golfer or not golfer real name is benjamin <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna go not golfer. Okay, not a golfer. Yeah. Bend over. Uh, he's not a golfer. <laughs> that was too. That was a little too much for me. Yeah. Okay. Oh, one uh, nothing, Kari. Okay, one nothing, Kari. Uh, next one, we got Kali Samuja. Kali Samuja. Golfer. Golfer. He is a golfer. He came third this week from Finland. Okay, I might I might have lied saying I didn't. I, I knew that was a finished golfer. I must have watched some coverage at some point. So you Maybe when I had it. a nap. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And it's, a, okay. it's like the end, like that's a weird Finnish name. Obviously my name's Kari Rickonen, So I know kind of the origins yeah. of Finnish names and that's a little bit of a different one, but I think it ends in like a, is it a J U? Uh, J A. Yeah. There's a J in there. So S A M O O J A. Yeah. I think you don't pronounce that J like that. Samuja. Samuja. I don't know. Like anyway. My name's actually pronounced uh, Gutty. Gutty? Gutty, yeah. Curdy. Instead of like Kari. But gotcha. Whatever. I like That's it. Neither. Everyone pronounces it wrong anyway. But Okay. <laughs> um, next one we got, uh, we got Withy Cox. Withy Cox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going, I'm going golfer. <laughs> okay. You've guessed golfer on everyone. How do you spell Withy? W-I-F-F-Y. You go, whatever, Withy. Whiffy Cox. Would have been funny if it was... Non-golfer. Non-golfer? Yeah. Okay, he's a nine-time uh, winner. And uh, he tied shit. for third in the 1934 U.S. Open. Whiffy Cox. 34. Whiffy. <laughs> nice Whiffy Cox with That's the W. He wasn't Whiffy on any balls, I'll tell you that. That's right. Uh, okay, next we got Steve Schartz. Steve... <laughs> <laughs> Steve Sharks. I'm going non-golfer. I when I my strategy was the first like four go golfer, the first next four non-golfer, non-golfer. 
I have to I I have to go non-golfer on this one. Okay, you're both correct. Non-golfer. There's no Steve Sharts out there on tour. Uh, maybe that's you make uh, that up. No, that's an actual name. It's an actual name, but he doesn't golf. But he's famous in a different way, I guess. So first last name. Yeah, exactly. That's maybe Stumac's new name. I was going to say Sharts. that's Stumac. Maybe we're gonna call him Stu Sharts. This is uh, that's in the back of his caddy uh, bib. All right, uh, next one here. Yeah, actually, this week at the Valspar, you got to put your own name on the back of the. Oh, the did thing. you see so that? So, like, JT put his, like, Twitter ah. handle, and other guys put in their nicknames. Like, a couple, couple guys just put their last names, but how funny it would be if, like, you put just, like, a shirt on there. Like, <laughs> shirts. Stewie shirts. That's what he's doing <laughs> next year. Um, okay, I got I to gotta focus here. We got Wang Terchang. Wang Terchang. Is that the actual pronunciation or is this Colin reading out i mean this is this is me reaching this is me reading but this is exactly how it's spelled like the the lady from brock university who absolutely nails everyone's last name as they graduate arix (laughs) well i didn't go to my graduation (laughs) oh no oh this lady is on point uh i'm gonna go with golfer okay wang i'm gonna go with golfer too okay two golfers four-time winner on the asian tour is a golfer nice wang terchang love it uh next one here um we're going bear with me nikolai dellingshausen nikol no nikolai von dellingshausen nikolai von dellingshausen that is quite the name that brings in a lot of moving parts you have some dutch in there you got some german you got some russian going non-golfer non-golfer ricks I'm going golfer on this one. Okay, I think he's a race car driver. Gibber big, right big now, a Gibber right now is keeping tabs. Uh, is one up. So uh, Nikolai Van Dellingshausen uh, came okay, second sorry. this we're, week. We're, guy, we're tied. Well, you're tied. Okay, so this, so okay. now Rick's, you got the dub on that. Uh, he is a golfer. Nice. He, Gibber, he came second this week out on the uh, European tour. He had the lead I, for a long time there. I obviously listen to golf subconsciously in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I I didn't know that was that from this week, but um, I've heard that name before. Okay, we got two more here. We're going. <laughs> okay, uh, Dicky Mast. Dicky Mast. Mast. How can Rick's pick first? Yeah, now? sure. I think that's well, why. We're not, what does that we're matter? Not, <laughs> you got you got the T. You just got the you you won the last question. You got the T. Dicky Mast. Dicky Mast. Okay, you know what? I'm going golfer, but like once again, early uh, early 20th century golfer. Okay, okay, Gibber. No, I'm golfer. It's gonna be like one of those like ones that played against Francis who met or something. Okay. Well, he lost to Francis who met in the final. And Gibber, you, uh, did I hear you went non-golfer? Dicky Mast is also a golfer. He uh, oh. plays out on the senior senior European tour, and he did one time play on the PGA tour. He was born in like 62 or 72 or something like that. So. Dicky Mass. Okay, not as old as I thought, nope. but uh, that's a, that's a good name. And uh, we'll go last one here. We got uh, Hardy Har. Hardy Har. <laughs> you got the T Rex. <laughs> already won, so this is. I know uh, it doesn't matter. It's a bonus. Hardy Har. I'm. I'll also go golfer on this one. I'm not scared. Oh, I should have pressed. Actually, <laughs> yeah, should have pressed. Bogey. Should have pressed. Uh, Uncle Golfer, Hardy Har. 
Okay, you're both wrong. Non-golfer, not a name. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking hard was maybe spelled with like a J H A R or something. Like, <laughs> there you go. But there's uh there's our segment, the name game. Awesome. And you we get did, to learn all right. Yeah, you get to learn two new golfers. Nikolay Van Dellingshausen came second this week, and Kali Samuja, Samuja, whatever. Third this week on the European Tour. So there we go. You're crushing Van Dellingshausen. The the other guy you're not killing uh, very well. <laughs> no, how's it pronounced? <laughs> Yeah, you, you you must have a little German in you mixed with a little Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing great there. <laughs> Samuja. Yeah, that was fun. We like that. All right, there we All go. All right. I like that. All way to, way to spice things up there, buddy. Um, let's get to our event this week. Wells, Wells Fargo. Fargo. This is at uh, this is being held uh, for uh, probably like the last 10 years at Quail Hollow, maybe even a little bit longer. This is one of those... Um, these iconic golf courses. I think it's in uh, Charlotte, um, South Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. North Carolina. Um, Charlotte, North, North Carolina. Carolina. I knew yeah. I was going to mess that one up. Jeez. Yeah. Um, JT won the 2017 PGA Tour Championship here. PGA Championship. My mistake. Yep. When uh, you think about like the ending, it's got like that. Uh, he hit that iconic four iron into 17. That was playing like 220. Um, hit it to the moon stopped on a dime and then 18 is a really tough uh, tee shot they call it the green mile i think they have the creek running through goes to the left runs all the way down the left side and then cuts in front of the in front of the green it always plays like a shot over par pretty much plays like a par five um uh that's really all i'll get into the golf course because it's pretty iconic it also hosts the president's cup next year if it happens oh nice mm-hmm. yeah um so it's a big one and then it also hosts the uh, the pga is back there the Ch- pga championship is back there in 2025 so this is like a, a staple golf course on the pga tour but mm-hmm. also has the capability of hosting those massive events yeah. really so cool it, to if you're to think of quail hollow for one thing apart from what you just said ricks what does it bring you back to rory mcelroy 61 on sunday to win to get his first pga tour win I, yeah i was gonna say for me it was Roy McIlroy and Ricky Fowler. When Ricky won in the playoff, and he yeah. like had that eight footer for his first PGA Tour win as well, and he just like absolutely rocked mm-hmm. this thing right in the middle, all confident. Yeah, and what I remember was uh, the three wood Rory hit off that tee on eighteen, like hit that nine oh four F with I want to say he had the the yellow and the 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 chaff you have in your driver. The I can't remember the. Grapple or whatever it might be. No, he had the Rombacks P95 classic shaft. Rory was always that guy. But he hit that thing like 330 yards, like with an old three wood. And then I think two weeks later, he took it out of the bag. I'm like, what are you doing? Why would you take that thing out? <laughs> he had that in the bag a long time. That was, that's an iconic head. He started he playing the Nikes. Back. Yeah, I, I just remember yeah. them them both hitting like stuffing wedges in there, like because they, they played that hole twice, did they not? In the playoff. I want to say, yeah, in Ricky's playoff, yes. Rory yeah. won in regulation, I think. Like, mm-hmm. he, he made that putt, but he was so far behind, and no one could catch him on that Sunday. Uh, but uh, Ricky's Ricky's was pretty iconic. I think they played that hole twice, you're right. And, like, I just remember that driving hole is so difficult. You need to hit the fairway to have a chance. And, like, Ricky hit, like, nine iron into it. Like, the hole's 500 yards long. Like, he must mm-hmm. have been just ripping him off that tee. Ripping yeah. him. Um, yeah, so that's what stands out in my head, as well as I think about JT's first major championship win, first and only, right? Uh, crazy he's, he's only had one. It, it, it kind of seems crazy with how good he is. He only has one, but shows how hard it is to win those. Yeah, and uh, just like recapping on the leaderboard there, uh, Patrick Reed, uh, Louis Ustuiz, and, and uh, Francesco Molinari all finished uh, 
in second place that event. And Ricky Fowler also was top five in that 2017 PGA as well. Always played well here. Yeah, he does. Um, Should we go into our picks? What else do you guys want to talk about? Do you guys want me to get like more into the golf course by any chance or no? Up to you yeah, if you have a little bit. Was I know, this the I... hole where Colt Nose made the hole in one on the 17th? Yeah, yeah, it is. And Colt Nost also like mentioned to us uh, how good he thought Sam Burns was like I don't know five months ago. Before. Same with Joel Damon. Yeah, and uh, and I th- I think that's pretty impressive that he he came out and started winning. I would say in a more uh, he became more of a household name. I yep. think is the best way to describe it. Um, but this golf course obviously it's iconic. It's got some water around it. Always in beautiful condition. For the for the members, the course rating seventy seven point two. Oh, yeah. That'd be so, frustrating uh, to play as a member. You just can't get it going. You're struggling. When you guys talk about like uh, the national or something like that, this is like kind of like the same course I kind of picture. Like, if for members, it's like almost next to impossible to play. Not gibber friendly or gibber friendly. <laughs> I'm gonna say not gibber friendly in this case, but like it wouldn't be Kari friendly either. Yeah, I don't think it'd be so Simo just friendly, friendly for Simo. No, I don't think we should, that up, Simo. We should we should also mention that uh, Max Holm is our defending champ. Yes, we would uh we would have dropped the ball without mentioning Max Homa. This is his coming out party where uh, a Twitter sensation became like a PGA sensation. I would say, and he's yeah, coming. And he beat Joel Damon in the playoff last year, right? Yeah, Joel Damon's right there. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they won- he beat him in the playoff. Yep. Um, nice. Was that done in a playoff? First playoff hole. Uh, first it- or second? It- I think Joel had missed a couple makeable putts, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, in that I playoff. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, we should have probably looked that up. But yeah. uh, a couple things is they redid the greens completely on this golf course as well in order to host the 22 uh, uh, Presidents Cup as well, um, Presidents Cup, and of course the uh, the major championship they'll be hosting in uh, four years. Um, every time a course redoes greens. The first time a PGA Tour event goes back there, especially if they've been going back there time and time again, it always seems like the pros are missing putts that should be made. Interesting. You know what I mean? Um, I think, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Tiger was playing really well here, like kind of when he was doing this comeback, and he was in contention going Sunday, but he was just putting so poorly. Do you guys do you remember that, Gibber? Mm-hmm. Was, was this like, when, did he lose a ball in the tree at Quail Hollow? Was this where he lost the ball in the tree? Uh, that I'm not sure of. But uh, I always look for courses that have redone greens, like Memorial. Uh, when they go back to mm-hmm. Memorial this year, I'll be really interested to see how guys are around the greens there, as well as Augusta National. Like, I mean, they hide their course, uh, their course changes pretty well. They don't document them or anything like that. But like I said, so many people miss putts on 18 there now. It's like mm-hmm. it's unheard of. Like, it's just like the putts just don't quite break like they they used to. And uh, so well, you can expect that probably here this week. Yeah, I find too. Uh, when when you redo a green, though, it takes out. You know, say. In our area, say look up point. If they went and redid one of those greens, the the prevailing pull off the escarpment wouldn't be as as vicious on a green that isn't a historical green, because the grass now is you know it's being planted differently. It could be a different grain of grass. Who knows, right? Uh, so when they go redo a green, it takes a while and it will change over time for sure. You know, I even mm-hmm. look at when my dad would build new greens. Um, it, it puts a hundred percent different. It receives balls differently. Uh, and then the prevailing pull with the grain or, or, or you know, uh, how shadows of trees affect it all is all different for sure. Yeah, awesome. Love it. That's and all that, I really have. Yeah, we were talking about Niagara Golf Courses, Gibber. We didn't fail to mention this to you before we jumped on here, but uh, we asked Austin, uh, favorite stop on the Canadian Tour, what do you think it was? Cherry Hill, baby. Yeah, it was. He loved it. 
And Max Homa last year won by three. <laughs> oh, did he win? I thought he beat Joel Damon in a playoff. Year. No, I, I didn't. He beat I didn't Joel Damon in a playoff, playoff somewhere. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna fact check that. I'm there we go. Anyway, okay, I'm looking at it right now. Let's uh let's go into picks, fellas. Who we got this week? Who you want to start with? You want me to lead it off? Yep. I'm feeling good. Okay, I'm going uh, winner here. Easy pick for me. I'm going JT, Justin Thomas. Uh, obviously has good feels on this golf course. In decent form, I would say. Uh, I think he's going to come out here, and these are kind of the events that JT likes to win. I'm going to say JT uh, holds a trophy at the end of the week. Sleeper this week. This week? Wow. Sleeper wow. this week. Uh, we're fighting it here. I am going with different. I'm going with Barat on this one, on this pick. Uh, we're going Ricky Fowler as my sleeper pick this week. I love uh, that. As we talked about, he's uh, what, 10 of 15 cuts this year he's made, Ricks? Yeah, which was surprising to me. Eh? Exactly. Uh, t- uh, finished in the top five here in this event last year. Uh, won this event in 2012. Currently sitting outside the top 100. I'm sure that pisses him off. Uh, I would say look out for Ricky Fowler this week. Got good feels on this golf course. I expect him to play well. And my struggle this week, bit of a surprising one, I think you guys are going to think, but I'm going with Rory McIlroy. Uh, I don't think he has form, hasn't shown it. Uh, I don't think he's going to come back and, and fire right away. Like I said, when I say struggle pick, especially with a guy like this, I'm, I'm looking outside the top 25. Don't think he's got it. Uh, so I'm going Rory McIlroy as my struggle pick this week. All right. And then we have it. I'll, 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 I'll go next then. All right, Simo. You know, I had one thing written down, and you know, now you've just piqued my interest. Uh, we're gonna throw a what do you want to throw in, a case of beer on it? I'm gonna take Rory McIlroy as my winner this week. Oh, okay, I think I'll him, take that case. Yeah, case of triple bogeys I, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, you get well, you got six in there, and just call one for me. Yeah, uh, Quiet, quietly so scratch I, out my winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I think Rory McIlroy is uh, uh, the winner this week. I haven't, you know. Uh, he was in struggling. He can't continue to struggle, and he has had success on this golf course before. We know that. Um, so I think he's going to come break out of the slump, uh, get ready for major season. Roy's going. Uh, he's my pick to win. Sleeper this week, going with Bubba Watson. I don't know why, uh, but for some reason he always seems to play well at very tough golf courses. And you know, I don't love picking Bubba, but when I saw his name, I was like, I kind of got a feeling with Bubba this week. Uh, so I'm going Bubba as my sleeper. I don't know if that's considered a sleeper, so call that. Uh, we consider you know, it a sleeper him. for sure. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We'll go. Yeah, I think top 15 for Bubba this week. Uh, my struggle this week. <laughs> I love your sleeper pick, Skipper. What's wrong with that? <laughs> top 15? That's a damn good sleeper pick. If I, if people don't expect me to win a tournament, I finish top 15. Call that a great paycheck. <laughs> uh, struggle this week, Ian Poulter. Uh, he's been playing really nicely but i think this is a week that's going to slow down for him so i just again didn't do much research on this week because i've been absolutely <laughs> struggling with my picks with whenever i look at them so i'm going back You're to a bit of a heater i'm not a bit Dude. of a heater but then i got real cold so i'm going pulse you know what so i i, I looked at the couple names on here i said why can't rory win this week he he feels comfortable around here maybe he, just needs, he, he is but you know what we we don't know exactly what kind of form he's in either right um, we haven't seen him in probably three, four weeks since uh, since the Masters, right? He yeah. hasn't he hasn't tipped it up. Um, I think like coming back here, a trip down memory lane, to, uh, a former champion, um, something that suits his eye really well can go a long way for a guy with Rory's ability. And uh, there's 
there's always the common denominator of how that putter is going to react. Um, that's just like probably the big question mark. Um, but I have a good feeling about Rory this week too. And Gibber kind of makes me not have that feeling anymore, but I already wrote it down and I don't feel like picking another winner. Uh, it's a couple sleepers here. I always like uh, to pick two for whatever reason. Uh, Abe Answer. I think he's going to be maybe the next guy to win on the PGA Tour that hasn't had a win yet. I would bet he gets his first win over Scotty Scheffler. You like that take. You've been picking I love Abe, as a, I just, Abe uh, as a sleeper forever. Like You love Abe. Yeah. You want him to win. I get it. Yeah, I do love Abe. Yeah. He's awesome. What, what's his? El Turco? That's his like uh, his nickname. It says it on his yardage book, and it said on his caddy's bib this week. Um, also, another guy that I'm really cheering for this week, I think he's going to do really well, is Matt Jones. We watch his ball striking clinic around the bear trap. Um, when a guy hits it like that, I think he transitions to any golf course. Um, people sleep on Matt Jones for whatever reason. I don't think you should sleep on him as far as picking him on your DraftKings ticket this week. No yep. struggle. And I didn't pick a struggle. Who would well, you one. pick to win? Who would you me? pick to win, Cole? Yeah. No, I'll go Justin Bubba. Thomas. I'll go Bubba. Um, yeah, I'll go Bubba. That's it. Trying to pick my trying to pick my winner is your sleeper. Uh, Justin <laughs> Justin Thomas struggled so bad on the greens at the Vals Bar. He's gonna bounce back, crazy. baby. On Thursday, I actually watched more golf than I thought this week. Obviously, I I watched on Thursday. I watched on Sunday, and I definitely at some point watched the European Tour. Um, but. Uh, well, because like, part of my job now, Gibber, I have to I have to get those man hours in, and JT was struggling on the greens big time. Yeah, no well, no hot mics though, so that, he's got that going for him. I do think that uh, no hot mics, and I do think that uh, he's in better form than Rory, so I'm happy with my winner. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'm not betting anything on that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Plus you, you, okay? What do you, what do you owe us? You owe us an outfit at the Canadian Open. Yeah. What else? You owe us a lot. I owe a few cases of beer. beer. At least three. Okay. I don't know who to who. I maybe two to give her one to you, kind of thing. Ne- next time I come over, call. I'm not replenishing the stock. Let's put it that way. But <laughs> yeah, I might need. Yeah, I might need Michelle to give me a sweet haircut. That's my next bet. There you go. I'm gonna get her to clean me up because uh, that's getting a little shaggy. Michelle cuts. We're starting it here. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Not a lot of haircuts. Today. I like it. Yeah. There you go. Um, all right. Anything else before we jump off, fellas, or is that it? Uh, that's it for me. I can't wait to watch golf this week, and uh, and we got some uh, insane events coming up. Let's say we have a, a loaded summer of golf. Hundred um, percent. All the events compressed together, so we got a lot to be excited about. Um, Maybe we'll like just inform people. We're going to try and do more individual um, episodes, especially before major championships. And and once again, if you guys have questions for us, send them in so it drives some conversation. Because those are some of our best. Uh, when we go off the cuff, it's some of our best uh, our best stuff, and that's the stuff I like talking about. So um, maybe we'll do. We're going to be about doing about two or three interviews a month total, and the other ones will be solo, especially in major championships. One hundred percent. We you got, guys know what to expect. And we got big events coming up uh, before we jump off. Big take here. Who's your pick for the PGA Championship? Early pick. Is that Kiowa? Kiowa. That's right. Who's the early pick for you For you too? I'll share mine. I'm, uh, I'm uh, thinking yeah. John Rahm. Early pick, John Rahm. He's going through his uh, major my early, breakthrough. My early pick is JT. My early pick, Colin Morikawa. Wow. Pool. Also a guy that back. can't get in the hole with the putter. Yeah, he's strong. He'll, he'll figure it out, though, with Major Champion. There we have it. All right, everyone. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, smash that subscribe button. Uh, leave a comment, rating, and review on iTunes, good or bad. Let's start a conversation. Uh, if you have any segment ideas, reach out to us on Instagram. We'll be back next week 
with another interview and episode, maybe not interview, but episode. Until then, keep swinging.